Welcome to Dual Win Games, Episode 6. Today on Table Talks, we discuss component upgrades. We review Azul and New Frontiers, and we go over our top 10 deck builder games. We are your hosts, Aaron Schmidt, Ryan Gast, Tim Stearns. So today we're going to upgrade a little bit. How do you guys feel about that? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I was waiting for a joke, but I... I didn't have a joke. I don't know. Didn't really get anything out of you there. No, I'm sorry. Well, I'll try harder next time. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> so for me, I usually upgrade games that I really enjoy and I play them a lot, typically. I mean, it varies, but for like sleeving games, it's ones I play a lot and I really, really enjoy them. I sleeve... I was kind of looking about 15 games or so. Is, so. is sleeping an upgrade or is that its own? You're upgrading so the cards don't get destroyed. I mean, that's yeah. true. It's keeping the cards upgraded. It, it, <laughs> it's keeping them fresh. I get that. I guess I, I was thinking more of like upgrading the dice or, yeah. you know, maybe the coins. I mean, that's a big one. Well, I think that's what you would think of typically when you talk right. about yeah. upgrading. But I, don't, I would say... You know, it's a decision to be made to put sleeves on cards. Yeah. And I would consider that. Do you sleeve many of your games? Yeah. Uh, right. You sleeve most, almost all of yours. As of now. Right now, yeah. Up with it, you're able to. Yeah. The games, you know, if I only have so many sleeves, the games I like obviously take a priority. But right. some games I have a really hard time finding sleeves for, like uh, Architects of the West Kingdom. For some reason, I just cannot find the sleeves for that one. It's kind of irritating because I really want to sleeve that one because I like it a lot. There actually is a geek list on Board Game Geek to, that has like tons and tons of games listed, and everyone tells you what sleeves you can get for it. So yeah. I if you wanna, yeah, I checked that yeah, out. Check it? Okay. And there's just... There's like three companies that make that sleeve size, and they're sold out or some something along those lines. But when I think of upgrading things, typically I think of like coins or even just components. Like when I got cytosis, you know, I being like a biology nerd, I really enjoy science. When they had those upgrades for the cubes, that was mm -hmm. really cool for me. I was like, yeah, oh, gotta get that. So. I know there's a lot of different companies out there that do, you can buy like upgraded meeples. Like, so for instance, um, maple source. Yeah. Me, me, like, yeah, like that. So like one of them is like Lord of Lords of Waterdeep. Instead of like the cubes, you can get like little wooden figures of all shapes. Of yeah. Them. Little yeah. shapes. <laughs> I didn't do that for mine. Um, I think the most obvious one that I upgraded was the dice for, Ghost stories. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. the dice were just so gross. Yeah, those are pretty bad. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's going mild. Because it it had the the colors on all the sides, which is fine. But there was like a like a film or like a gloss on the dice. Yeah, so it was constantly sticky. Like yeah, they were like was... sticky and like everything was like, they were like starting to like turn black and it just looked gross. Like, whenever, literally gross. Whenever we played... Really, that's all anyone could talk about. Yeah. Like, they would talk about, oh, we should do this or that. I was like, these dice, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, you could take your fingernail and, like, scrape off, like, yeah, crud. Like residual, just adhesive or something like it that. It was really weird. Yeah. Just, like, a gloss they had on it, whatever it was. But I ordered upgraded dice for it, and they're beautiful dice. So that's, that's the biggest one that I have. 
Um, I have sleeved a few, like you had said. What about like an insert? Do you guys consider inserts as an upgrade? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got it listed here, so it oh. counts. <laughs> got about uh, 10 <laughs> games with inserts in it. Really? So I have none, but it's because I'm always looking for games you know, that I really enjoy. I'm like, oh, I would really like an insert for this, and they just don't make it. Or you have to outsource to some other company on like Etsy or something like that. And it's like, oh, it doesn't fit sleeved cards. It doesn't fit this. And yeah. I'm just waiting for, you know, the broken token or something to to come out with something for like Clank. You know, it comes with a decent insert, but mm -hmm. I just want to really get that one nice. So the main one I wanted to make sure it got sleeved above all the others is Cast in the Old World. Because it's out of print. Oh, yeah. The game is like 200 bucks. The expansion alone is like 200 So I got that all sleeved. The other ones, you know, I don't have to, but I just I play them a lot and I really like them, so mm -hmm. I, I sleeve those ones. Yeah, like you said, with the inserts, I have about 10 or so. Um, generally, I try to do ones, too, that I really like or it's really going to help the setup time. Or Like Terraforming Mars is one. I like the game a lot. The components and is ugly in the game, so then that makes it that much better just to play and setting it up mm -hmm. like dead of winter is another one anachrony ones like that upgrading pieces the only ones i have the upgraded pieces for i think i got them for robinson crusoe so it has like the wood oh, is shaped yeah. the food is like bananas and then the barrels for like the mm -hmm. non-perishable ones like that that's what i got for that stuff well, first off, miniatures. I know you're against them, Tim, especially in Anachrony, but, uh, <laughs> so why is that? Why am I, I never said I was against miniatures. Oh, you're against them in Anachrony, I should say. No, my only question was, it feels like they're overproduced. That... So, the base game comes with the tokens, and you put the workers on the token. Right. So I like how they do that, because you get the base game, so it's a little bit cheaper, you have the option to buy the miniatures so if you want it to be look better for you cooler more thematic so you can do that i like when companies do that rather than oh buy this game it's a hundred bucks because we have this game that's overproduced i mean you can't just throw that word around because it's when i feel like when a game's way too expensive i like when they give you a, an option of oh there's a 60 dollar range or the 120 dollar range mm -hmm. you know if you really like the game you have that option to get the more beautiful, expensive type version. Kind of like Assault of the Giants or something, where you can buy the standard game for like oh, 60 yeah, bucks and it comes non-painted, or 100 bucks you get yep. painted minis. Yep. Yeah. So like when companies do that, like how Mind Clash did it with Anachrony, where you have the option to get those exosuits in miniature form. So maybe it's, it's more of, you know, I see those miniatures, and I think I might use them for more than what they're used for. Maybe that's just... Well, you do use them. You put your worker in it. You put them on the board. It's right. not much different but than, say, Rising Sun. All you're doing is you're putting your miniature out there. What else are you doing with it? Well, you're moving them around. You're battling with them. You move them around the exosuits on the board. You, you place them out like a worker. It's not actually, if you get down and think about it, it's not much different. <laughs> it's not much, well, if you boil it right down, yeah. sure. Obviously, but. you're going to want miniatures if you're battling, but it's almost the same. You're using them about the same amount. You actually might use the exosuits more because every round you're putting them on the board where you might not be moving your mm -hmm. monster each round. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I, I just made a uh, comment once about it in your 
I think you're trying to make more of. Oh, you brought more it up of it. a few times too off the air. <clears throat> well, I just wanted to bring it up. I like miniatures. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So, how do you feel though? Because that was part of a Kickstarter, or was it just part of the expansion? So the base game, even with the Kickstarter, you can get the Kickstarter with the expansion and whatnot. Okay. So, I guess what I was going at, I've seen a few Kickstarter games recently that they have it where you can buy the regular version, and then you can do the deluxe edition. How do you guys feel about that? Because <coughs> to me, I guess, a lot of times when I think, like if I say, oh, I got a Kickstarter game, right away you think it's going to have like all the deluxe stuff included. And But now these Kickstarters that are doing this, they have the two versions. They'll actually have stretch goals. Some of them, most of them will be for the regular game that everyone will get. But some of them actually say only for the deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about those? See, I'm fine with that because that gives someone with a lower budget the ability to get this game. And a lot of people, too, just don't care. Right. Like, they don't care if they have this glorified-looking game. Like They just want a good game. Yeah, well, like when it comes down to it for me, you know, I like Concordia a lot. I like these other games that just don't have the greatest components or just standard, and I'm fine with that. I'd rather have gameplay over components, you know, but I like being able to have that option, or someone else can have that option of mm-hmm. getting the cheaper version. Yeah. Uh, Call to Adventure and how I backed it at, like, the highest pledge level because I wanted the yeah. I wanted the upgraded yeah. components and I wanted the expansion that came with it. Um, so You're excited about it, yeah. so you can get something like that. But someone else, they might be leery or not right. sure. So I like when they're able to have that. So option. why take the bigger yeah. step? Yeah, and I, yeah, I like that a lot too. Some of it, I wonder though, like because a lot of people have that um, where they got to have it all. Completionist. Type thing, yeah, basically. kind of like kind of like that. Well, you know, if you have if you have people like that, that's, and yeah, they and they don't, maybe they shouldn't, or they might not have the funds for it. But then they see that deluxe, and they see all these extra Kickstarter stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, I, I got to do the higher level, even if it, if it's not doable." You right. Know? Really, I guess if you're in that boat, maybe you shouldn't be doing Kickstarter. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, just a thought, just something I saw. I think one of my favorite. Components to upgrade his coins. Oh, yeah. Got that feel, that chunky, nice feel. It's wonderful. And the sad part is, I have so very few games with coins. The first one I got that had like actual coins and it came, you could get the upgrades. I was right away, gotta have that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one thing I'll, in a lot of my games, if I really like the game, especially too, or if the coins are just butt ugly, I'll. I'll get metal coins in there like right away. That's my favorite thing to to upgrade. That'll upgrade the most, definitely. Do you guys like plastic or cardboard coins better if you don't have the metal option? Oh boy. I would go cardboard, plastic, metal. Okay. So now you were saying in Rising Sun that you like the plastic ones better than the cardboard, right? Or didn't they give you the cardboard ones? They upgraded them to Yeah, I I never got the cardboard it was just the plastic. Because I remember saying... Because I think your beef was... I think I was saying like, I would rather have cardboard, cardboard ones. Like they, The thing, the stretch goal was, oh, upgraded to plastic, it's like, I'd rather have cardboard. Yeah, honestly. Why, me why too. As it, long though? as it's just a, like... Cause if it's a nice, plastic, chunky cardboard. Yeah, plastic coins just feel cheap. Because you go... I don't know, they 
they try to make them like I I guess I'm spoiled used to metal ones, yeah. so they're nice and heavy. They get the plastic ones, and it's just real, but, real chintz. But you still get that clink when you pick them up. You can it's like a it's chintzy. A it is clink. a chintzy. It is chintzy, but <laughs> I don't like it, plastic. Coins it's better at all. than oh yeah. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go cardboard, c- cardboard way, first. Yeah. Really? And then yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What about? Uh, wooden cardboard or plastic bits like cubes or just different things like that i think it depends on the situation sometimes cardboard you know you want your thing to lay flat or i, I don't know just sometimes well, it depends well let's say like your resources resources i prefer like wooden cubes even over like plastic cubes but in terraforming mars i think that plastic cubes are superior because it fits the theme mm-hmm. right. yeah it definitely depends yeah it definitely depends um Generally, I think I would like I like wooden the best, but you know it depends on the game, like you said. Like in Scythe, I don't know. I like wooden maples and like different mm-hmm. yeah, buildings and things like that. I like that more than cardboard and plastic. Generally, it feels like they'd hold up longer. Do like compared to like cardboard? Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So for instance, your uh, your copy of Orleans, the some of the pieces are just getting worn out because it's that that well i got my sweaty hands in the bag (laughs) right the problem with that game is my hand is just in that bag because i like to feel the bag so it's just in there even when i'm playing so that's that's kind of an issue yeah I, i like to play with my components usually when i'm playing the game you know just keep my hand busy on other people's turns and i like them to feel but nicer you know the chunky car the chunky wood or the metal coins like, you know, you said, Tim, with Orleans there, I know a lot of people have the deluxified version, but the regular version, a lot of people use those little coin capsules yeah. and put the tokens in there to keep them in better condition. Oh, interesting. It's too late for your copy, though. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, that's far gone. It's fading away. Um, painting minis. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I mean, I don't... I, I suck at it, and I don't have the time or patience for it, but, I mean, they look cool when they're done good. Sure. Yeah, when they're done good. Yeah, I I would not have, I don't have a steady enough hand. First of all, I would ruin my copy. Paint it look awful. That exactly. Paint That's always my fear. So I, I even paint my Bolt Action and Conflict Forty Seven stuff, my miniature game. But I don't know for whatever reason, I just never made that jump into painting my miniatures in my board games. You could feel like you have like one shot, and if you screw it up, yeah. you just ruin it or something. Because you know, for the Bolt Action, I got. You know, I have like 30 infantry guys or whatever the case is. Just a plethora. Yeah, so if I screw up, I can cut his arm off and start over or something. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's it, though. Like, I feel if I'm going if I'm to screw it up, then I I don't have to buy a yeah. game or yeah. try uh, to scrape the paint off. Another thing I like doing is uh, getting little containers for pieces, too, a lot of times. Like, uh, for the resources or hold the money. Like, game trays make some really nice little treasure trays um yeah you do have a lot of those yeah i really like that when it's instead of just flopping all over the board you kind of have them just in, the, in a nice little yeah. looks organized um, yeah mine are always just flopping around <laughs> same and I've, I've been wanting to pick up like some little wooden bowls that i could yeah, use exactly. for a bunch Something of like games that, like wooden bowls plastic bowls whatever you know tupperware whatever works you know mm-hmm. i know stonemeyer games there's been a couple games that come out and they have those little trays too scythe had them and did Wingspan have a bunch of different tray stuff or not? I'm not sure. But yeah, they have. They even come with some of their games. I know a lot of Kickstarters now have those 
treasure tray inserts or game, oh, game sure. trays, not treasure yep. trays, but game tray inserts or whatever. So those are those are really nice, just helping people with setup and the look of the game. You know, even my little scythe comes with a nice insert. Yeah. With, that's like a game tray. That's really all I have. I don't know if you that, guys that's have it. Else. <laughs> <laughs> so what about um, boxes? Are those considered? Uh, Upgrades like if they come out with a big box or a box that holds all your expansions and this and that. I mean, I suppose if you're gonna count inserts and other stuff. Yeah, maybe. I'd call it so. Because I know for Scythe, they came out with the latest expansion, Rise of Fenris. So then, the insert for Broken Token and Meeple Reality, I don't think fit all that stuff, or they didn't want to fit in the box and all. They they actually you could just buy a box like a right. giant yeah. box that fits everything and the insert in there and all that which that's just kind of funny like uh-huh. what do you get I'm ordering a box <laughs> <laughs> with some nice art on it <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all I have I don't know if you guys have anything else no no you gotta hit it all for me so, so that wraps up this week's table talk so it's now time for our first review Azul Azul is designed by Michael Kiesling. It was published in 2017 by Plan B Games, plays 2-4 to four players in 30-45 to 45 minutes. Azul is a tile drafting and pattern building game where players are tile-laying artists decorating the walls of the Royal Palace of Evora in Portugal. The goal is to have the most victory points at game end. During the game, players will be drafting tiles and placing them on their player boards to score points at the end of each round. The game will end when one player has completed at least one horizontal line of five consecutive tiles on their wall. Then you score in various ways, and whoever has the most points is the winner. What do you think of the production quality in this game? I think it is top-notch. It's got that table presence. Someone walking by is going to stop and go, whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? (laughs) Kind of check it out, you know? There's a thing just like... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You can cut out a few walls if you want, but you can leave it in. No, you keep that. No, that's staying. Um, so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna check it out when they're walking by. Um, it's got that tactile feel, too, when you pick up the tiles, you know, and you're, you're holding on to them. Yeah, I really can't think of any complaints with the production quality or artwork in the game at all, you know. No, it even even the insert looked pretty pretty decent for it it holds as much as it needs to and then the rest of the tiles go in the nice bag yeah you know the tiles uh, look really cool the, the yep. patterns on them and stuff like that yeah, yeah and then I when agree. you when you put it all together on your board or when you're creating your mosaic board, yeah that whatever you're creating right when you're creating <laughs> your thing it looks you know cool how it's all together and all that stuff so. yep uh this is one thing that i didn't want to mention in component upgrades because it does you can upgrade the tiles in this game they already look good but the new tiles you know it's just basically different art on them and they look nice too but it's kind of like expensive to upgrade each color tile just to have a different looking so it doesn't tile. if you want to upgrade it it doesn't come in like a pack of all brand new tiles you have to buy each each color really yeah it's like 10 bucks or something i can't remember for, for each, each color is there five colors yeah maybe it's seven bucks but re- regardless it's like uh, what a well, like, good. the game's already it already looks and feels good enough yeah yeah the only thing i can think of is that maybe 
the blue just because it's straight blue, and blue I think and red. the red is just solid red and blue. But yeah. still, it's not bad. No. Why? I, I don't understand it either. I mean... It's outrageous. It'd be cool to have, like, a recessed board or something like that where you're just sliding the pieces in. Yeah, I think but so. But, I mean, good. that's... I think Aaron could have used that in our last play. He kept just smashing into his tiles. I mean, that's just... <laughs> it's not actually an issue. I'm just saying... No, right, not, right. They really wanted to take it up another notch. I right think now. the only thing that could really use that is the point track because that little yeah black cube going around, that could get knocked around super easily. You're like, was I on six or and, seven? Yeah, there's no way to really track where you're at at all. Yeah. Because you're already scored yeah. stuff, so... And I think the other upgrade that they offer is they offer a couple of Joker tiles, so they're wilds, basically. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And the actual base game came with a little cardboard first player token, but the game I got came with the upgraded plastic one, like the regular pieces. Okay. But the, the quality's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I... I do we want to just skip the game? <laughs> there is none. I, I laughed talking about it because, yeah. Well, how strong is the theme? All right, there's nothing. Nothing yeah. there. It's no. no. I don't feel like I'm laying uh, laying some tiles on walls or anything like that. No, not at all. What what has what has a stronger theme? This or the last two games we we did a review? I think the other ones are stronger, but not a lot. <laughs> And granted, you know, it's an abstract. Yeah. So it's not going to really... They, they paste the theme on to make it look pretty. Yeah. That's how it feels. I guess why even take the time to put a theme on? It's, you know. It's going to draw, you know, a couple people in maybe. Maybe a couple <laughs> few. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just to give you an excuse for having this really nice looking... You know, it sets it aside from another abstract game. They're just telling you what yeah. you're doing. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's They're fine. just slapping. Basically, they're just putting some Elmer's glue <laughs> on, and they're just slapping on whatever theme they want. It works, you know. Right. Whether it's a glue stick or the liquid glue, that's their option or their choice. Yeah. yeah. They had a liquid glue this one on. I think it would be... I think it'd be the uh, glue stick because that kind of falls off. The theme, <laughs> the theme kind of falls off on us a little bit. Wow. <laughs> that's true. You're not wrong. That'll have to be our new analogy for themes. <laughs> How strong is the theme? This is like wood glue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's glue sticks in ages. Concrete. <laughs> the kids use them all the time. Well, I got some yeah. if you want to. Uh, my kid's not old it. enough to be using glue sticks yet. <laughs> so I hope she's not. So uh, what do you think of the gameplay then? We'll get on to a real topic in this game. Um, I like it. Um, I'm not crazy about it. I like it more than the first few times I played it. I like it a lot better at two-player than three and four. I think it's much better that way. Um, it helps to play it right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Aaron had a few issues there. We won't get into it. But we're, we're playing it right now. Are we? Um, I think interesting decisions for how easy it is to play, and I enjoy like the scoring like when you're trying to plan out. I'm going to lay these tiles out here, and then I'm going to put this one in the middle of all that to score a bunch of points, you mm -hmm. know, or when do I want to try to complete my rows or columns. I think it can be annoying at times when you have to take a amount of large amount of tiles that you can't place out. It's kind of a pro and a con for me because there's that tension of, oh, I don't want to have to 
I like it a lot more in a two-player game because it feels like at three and four, you don't have as much control over whether you're going to have to take those tiles. Or it's just kind of like, oh, great, I get these four tiles I can't place. And I know a lot of that is right. planning and you know trying to leave your bigger tile spots open so you can afford to take that kind of stuff. I think it has it's a little luck sometimes with what tiles are drawn, but yeah. that doesn't bother me a lot. It does at the end of the game, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really just need, like, one or two colors, like, you know, the one time I played, they just weren't drawn. Right. It's just, like, I needed, like, two red out of all th- everything that was drawn, and it was not two red. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be obnoxious. Um, but it's fast. It's easy. You know, it brings together gamers and non-gamers with it. it's a game that they can both play and get something out of it and have fun mm-hmm. kind of hits that target audience that way as well as a good intro game to the hobby yeah i don't i don't know if i like it as much as you do i liked it a lot better at two mm-hmm. when we played because i i did see you know at the full player count where it always seemed like the last person drafting would just get hosed over and just they would take a bunch of negative points, which it did happen in our two-player game. Yeah. But it didn't seem to happen nearly as often. Yeah, it's to me it's a lot better in a two-player game because that's part of the, the tension and strategy is trying to avoid that. When in three and four, I just feel like you can't avoid it as much. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel when I was playing at these <coughs> different player counts. Mm-hmm. I didn't see... I mean, maybe if I would have planned way, way ahead... I could have avoided it, but I know there was one where I think there were three choices. There was two singles, and then there was one solid color of like four or five. So the way I could place it, I had to take one of the you know the single colors just so I could close out one of my scoring, and then I got stuck with the the large amount of tiles I couldn't even place. So I took like negative eight points mm-hmm. just. Because I couldn't use them, it just you know, it doesn't hurt that much. Like I said, at two, but we did have that a little bit. And I think it's a, such a lighter game to yeah. me that yeah, I'm not so upset about having to take negative eight points. Yeah. At the end, you know, I'm spending twenty five, thirty minutes playing this game. You know, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me, it it was I didn't take it too seriously. It was more of one of those like beer and pretzel games yeah, for me just where it's let's get this in in between yeah like waiting for somebody or in between like before we play our next big game yep we were waiting for you to arrive so it was just okay let's play some azul you know we were kind of chatting a little bit we're playing we played through two games pretty quickly mm-hmm. so i i think that's what helps it too is that it plays quick yeah. if it was a longer game i could see it kind of outstaying its welcome a little bit just for me personally but right well i'd say you know if you're looking for something to engage your family in a game yeah grab something like azul it it, it's got enough decisions but there's that luck so they don't feel like oh he knows all everything about strategy so he he or she's gonna win it doesn't have that as much you know you got to think a little bit but it'd be a good one to bring to your next family gathering. Yeah, and it's got a little bit of that player interaction that Tim doesn't like in it with the tiles. And yeah, that. yeah. Sure. I, I do have to say I like the, is it called the advanced side of the board? Oh, the flip side. The read. flip side where it's the canvas is blank. 
Yeah. So as long as you know how to place the tiles, that's basically all the restrictions are. You can't have them in the same row or column. Yeah. So you can kind of place it however you want, as mm. long as you're within that. I like that version better because it didn't feel so restrictive Yeah. when you're placing out. And it seemed like you could almost avoid taking those negative points at the end of rounds because you could kind of... You weren't so restricted. Yeah, you could control your board a little more. Yeah. Only because it's kind of an abstract drafting. How, and maybe we could talk about this at the end. But how would, do you prefer Azul or Sagrada? Sagrada. Go ahead. I don't know if you have. Uh, it just feels a little more like a puzzle to me. Sagrada does. I feel like I got, you know, a little bit more choice i like that it, it's got a little more meat on the bones i think see i like i like this better than azul so i like uh i like azul a little more than sagrada i like it probably at each player count better than sagrada too because i thought sagrada was best with two for me and i like this more with two than i did sagrada and i'd rather play this at three or four than that too yeah i would i would much rather prefer azul and i think it was the randomness in Sagrada, where you could mitigate it a little bit, but it was, you know, you're, dra you're pulling dice out of the bag, which is random, and then you're rolling the dice as well. This, you're just pulling tiles out of the bag, and that's what you're basically drafting. So I think a better question is, what do you like better, this or Stained Glass of Sintra? Because we've all played that. Stained Glass of Sintra. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it's actually, it's real close for me. I, I like... If I had to choose, I would pick stained glass, but it's real minimal. I've kind of learned to appreciate the getting stuck with the tiles more the more I play this, hmm. where I don't mind that as much, where you can mitigate it more in stained glass because you're kind of moving a worker instead of taking tiles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the thing that I like more about this than that is in this one, you're kind of you're taking the tiles. I like putting them out on the board in this one better than just filling up your columns columns in Sintra. I think, think that was as exciting. And I think stained glass, the worker movement, is what I like. That, that's what sets it apart that, for me. It lets you avoid that interaction yeah. more. <laughs> which is fair. Sure. Right. See, so yeah, I like the endgame scoring in Sintra better. Yeah, I like the in-game scoring... In Azul better, but I like the end game scoring better in Sintra. Right. If I had to pick, I would pick that one too, but barely. Gotcha. Um, I guess my final rating, Timmy thought I was kind of going bananas for this. <laughs> so, you were sounding pretty positive, but so I'm curious what you're going <laughs> to... I give it a seven. Um, yeah. It might be six and a half, but I, I think it's worked its way up where it's, it's kind of a seven now, you know. It's nothing... Uh, it's nothing that exciting when I'm playing and I'm done. I'm never really clamoring for more. But like Aaron said, it's quick enough. It's something good to bring, play with your family, non-gamers. So I have some interesting decisions as well as them mm -hmm. where we can kind of compete against each other. So it's right in that for me. It's six and a half, probably seven, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I would be just a tad lower. I would put it probably about a six. Our first couple plays with the full player count, and yes, we did it wrong. It was real low, and I was real concerned about it. <laughs> but now that I've played it more, played it two-player, um, you know, I, I enjoyed that a lot better. So I 
it bumped it up. Two for me is definitely the sweet spot. If I want to play a filler, I'd pick something else. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, you're playing, like Aaron said, with your family where you got a bunch of non-gamers. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, that this, now playing it at two players, it's kind of weaseled its way up into, I think, a good sweet spot of, you know, like we talked about, waiting for someone to show up. Hey, let's quick play, you know, right. Azul. If we had more people waiting, yeah, there's a lot. There's better... So have you found your abstract that you like now? Or would you not consider this liking it enough? I suppose we, we should probably define that. Because <laughs> I, I like this. But but you're never gonna. It's never one that you're actually clamoring for. Yeah, if, you're requesting type of thing. If it's at my house and we have game day, I don't know. I might consider picking it if we're waiting for people, but I might just pick King of Tokyo instead. Yeah, but at two though, I don't know if I'd pick King of Tokyo at two. <laughs> <laughs> maybe right now, if I had to pick a two-player, fairly quicker game, maybe. Doolasaur Island. Yeah, as you say, you've been rubbed up about yeah. Doolasaur Island. Yeah, I, I would, I would, you know, there's that. We got Keyforge. I haven't heard you talk about that in a while. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You don't really like it, or I'm not sure about it yet. We haven't played it since we got oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I only talked about. I I brought it up that one time when we got it. Yeah, you're all frothing. I thought you might have played. No, it. Angel was frothing. Okay. I'm like lukewarm on it yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess I'm lower than Luke. I would just <laughs> you haven't tried it. Yeah, I don't really have an interest. In it at all. Yeah, after playing Sintra, it kind of knocked it down a little bit for me. So I I give it a six point seven five. Really? Yeah, because I go into the quarters when I write. Do so my I always writing. do That's, halves. I do halves. Yeah. yeah. It it surprises me that Ryan gave it the highest rating. He said still six and a half, that, seven. It's still not that well, high, he, though. Seven no. was his... I know it's not that high, but it's still the highest of the group. I mean, you thought Mr. Abstract would... Yeah, but he I did say sure Sintra. Did. What about if you hadn't played Sintra? It'd probably be like a seven and a half. But I would just almost always rather play uh, Stained Glass yeah. of Sintra. Have we played that with two yet, or...? I mean, I'm sure it's... Yes. Fine, okay. Twice so, in one day, and it was good. So you own... Both copies. Yep. Do you think someone should own both? Do you think there's a place for both games in your collection, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his face. You guys would understand. He wants to say yes, but <laughs> he wants to justify it now. Having played stained glass with people who aren't big into games, like my mother or my sister they grab that concept pretty easily. It's just adding a worker. Yeah. Like, I don't think that you have to start with Azul, but maybe you want to. I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend having both. Unless you, maybe if you, like, you love Azul and, like, you're yeah. always playing it, you might get both, where just something a little bit different for you yeah. changes it up. If you're, like, really big on Azul, your group and your family. I would just rather play stained glass. I guess that doesn't surprise me. I'm just surprised that you were so hesitant to keep well, So that is our review of Azul, <laughs> a little bit of Sagrada, and Azul stained glass of Sintra. Azul <laughs> Island and Keyforge is probably yep, apparently. Yep. All right, so what do we got next here, Tim? What games are we reviewing next? 
<laughs> well, we're going to start with our review of New Frontiers and see where it takes us. New Frontiers is designed by Tom Lehman and published by Rio Grande Games in 2018. It plays two to five players in 45 to 75 minutes. New Frontiers is a role selection, tableau building game where players are trying to build the most successful galactic empire. The player with the most victory points at the end of the game is the winner. During the game, players will be developing technologies, settling worlds, producing and shipping goods. The game will end at the end of a round when one of four end game triggers occur. Victory points are tallied and the empire with the most is the winner. What do you think of the production quality for New Frontiers? I think it's good. Yeah, um, it's good. Tiles, you know, they're nice and thick cardboard. Um, I really like the goods. Nice and chunky. I was surprised at how big they were. Yeah. So, I thought those were really cool. So, they're, they're different colors, obviously, but are they sized differently for colorblind, then? I'm pretty sure there's different sizes for colorblind. Okay. That's why that is. But, yeah, I was... That was kind of a surprise. It was pretty cool how big those were. So, yeah, they used a lot of the artwork from Roll and Race, so that's just kind of borrowed from those. And I think the artwork is fine. Oh, yeah. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good production quality. Not great, but good. Mm-hmm. I almost wish they would have had a... Maybe there is more unique art, but I know uh, the disco one that I had. The Intergalactic Trendsetters. Yes, those guys. I know in Roll for the Galaxy that is the exact same art for that one too, so I wish they would have changed it up just a little bit. But it's not yeah, an I issue mean, I have the, or anything like that. But. It's it's can't imagine how much cheaper it was than for just to use that art again. They already have it. Oh, right. right. Than, yeah, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I thought the quality was good. Uh, the little credits are nice cardboard. It's fine. That doesn't need to be anything else, really. I like that the explorers are little meeples yeah. too. You know, that's kind of cool mm-hmm. instead of just a cube or something. So, and I think the artwork looks nice. Even like the player boards have like that galactic theme to the background where it's like looking up into space. Yeah, I like how you set your planets into in the little. Little different sections of your player board. That's cool. You know, yeah, yeah. That. How strong is the theme? I mean, of the games we reviewed recently, I guess it's the strongest <laughs> theme. It's not crazy good, but it's not themeless either. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm producing these goods. I'm trading some of them for cash, and I'm also shipping some out for victory points. You know, and I'm settling these worlds. I'm not like super thematic type thing but yeah, it's it, there a little bit you know it, yeah it's kind of there you it's know. pretty abstract yeah one tile it was you know i had space marine so i had like plus two of my colonizing military military planets you know so you, you see a little bit of that but that it's not like it brings the theme yeah, like crazy it's, it's but, minimal but compared to like azul Mm-hmm. Which we talked about earlier, it's super thematic. Yeah, <laughs> right. What are your thoughts on the gameplay? So I think this is where the game shines. Um, for me, it mixes Roll and Race for the Galaxy in Puerto Rico really well. I've never played Race, but I played Roll, and I liked it. And I really enjoyed Puerto Rico. I played that a couple times at a convention this fall, and I really enjoyed that. I like the roll selection. A lot and how you take the action you get a little bonus and then everyone else does that action and the timing of carrying that out like I see Aaron's gonna do this so I need to 
to do that, to set myself up for the action that he's going to take, or just different things like that I really enjoy. I think it's quick to play and plays well at all the player yeah. counts. You know, we just played a three-player game, and that took us half an hour. Yep. Five-player, both of them were teaching games, but that was an hour and a half probably, and now that everyone knows what they're doing, it's going to be even faster. Um, I don't know how I would play it too. It might not be great, but it still I think would be serviceable. Yeah, I think it might be fine. I think certain aspects might lack, like the drafting the seven worlds. Yeah, there that might kind be of thing. things that feel a little. Know. I really enjoy the uh, developments and planets, like how you you're picking those and you're buying them. They give you a little special abilities, and the planet when you colonize it, it gives you a special ability. I really I like that a lot. You kind of get your engine going. Consuming the goods for victory points or cash, you know, that's a lot of fun, planning that out. I really like, the main thing is kind of like Puerto Rico, where along with the role selection, you have the strategy for endgame with the point scoring developments, the big ones that cost you a ton of money. You can look at them at the beginning of the game and think, okay, I'm going to go for this one, or I'm going to go for that one. You know, you can build towards those with your strategy, whereas in Roll for the Galaxy, you draw them. You don't. You draw them randomly. You don't know. You can't plan ahead. Yeah, you get those randomly at the beginning of the game, right? You know those. You just get your starting ones. You actually draw them out of the bag. Oh, that might score you at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Because that's right. you don't know. Yeah. that's where I really like how Puerto Rico did it and how this does it too. Mm-hmm. We can strategize for that a lot. I I would agree with you. I like the the action selection where. One person picks it, they get a bonus, and then everyone else takes that. I always, I enjoy that. It cuts down time, you know, almost to nothing because you can always look to see what somebody else is going to do or what they might do. You kind of plan for that. So, like in our last game, I could tell that Aaron kept producing on his planet and then basically selling those goods. So, I would purposely not take that action because I went before you. I would do something else, and then I would still be able to do my production and right. get my resources and stuff like that. So I, I like that. The engine building in just about any game, I always I always enjoy that. Yeah. So you know, you start with virtually nothing, and you just start working your way up. You take it gives you like a little guidance with the the home world you have, but it's not you don't have to follow it specifically. And there's yeah. there's plenty plenty of options there. There's a lot to do. So. Yeah, I think the biggest downtime part is when you're uh, exploring. You know? Yeah, so there's only two... Everything else is simultaneous. The only actions you need to do in turn order is uh, developing and then uh, exploring with the planets. Right, yeah. and even then, like like I said, the three-player game, or like Ryan said, half an hour. So yeah. downtime is really minimal. Yeah, the amount of... I feel the amount of strategy or the amount of like what you get back for that half hour is really high. You know oh, yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You think it's almost too short at times? I mean, yeah, I wish it went longer. It doesn't bother me, but like this last, I mean, this is just about, I didn't build an efficient enough engine. I was, this last game we played, I had to take the, get money, get yeah, money. I didn't, I didn't find a way to get enough money good enough. I mean, the last few turns I would consume and I would be getting six, seven points each time. That let me catch up so i was at least close with you guys but mm-hmm. i mean that's just something you gotta you gotta look for and yeah i don't know if i'd want to say i'd want it longer i i think i like it where it's at it 
Yeah. It's quick. Any player count. And it, it just it feels right. Yeah. I think for what it is. I think that the last game we've just played, I wanted one more turn. Like that's it. Like <laughs> that, that's, so it wasn't like, oh, it's over so soon. It's like, oh, I could have used one more turn and it would have been such an awesome turn. So that's not a negative for me. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a negative, but I think that that happens in a lot of games though. It does. Where, you know, someone triggers the end game and it's like, ah, yeah, wish you're like, oh, you know, I was going to get this yeah. big point score, but you just didn't time it right. Type yeah. Of thing. yeah. It kind of depends, too, on how efficient you are. Like, depending on what developments or planets you get, you know, each game is going to be a little different because you just might not get the right stuff. And we all had pretty good engines going by the middle end of the game there where we're yeah you know, mm-hmm. scooting to the end of the game quicker. So I think this would be a harder one to get to with the family just because of iconography and stuff it's so much to grasp that's definitely a con so like the target audience for this is people that have played puerto rico race for the galaxy roll for the galaxy or someone that likes their quick little engine builder but it's definitely like you said not it's a gamer's game Mm -hmm. i don't i wouldn't even say that you would need to play roll or race or anything like that no you don't have to it's just people that have played that is geared towards yeah. this, you know, they're going to want to try this out. Yeah, they're going in, like it. they're going in knowing, like, all right, there's going to be a ton of iconography I got to learn. Yeah, but, and they they're okay with that. Well, like the the action selection is, the symbols for that are the same for roll mm-hmm. for sure. I'm not sure about yeah, everything, race, all the, but yeah, all the symbols so, are the same. So that definitely helps playing that prior. So it's kind of a a pro and a con getting over the hump in the iconography. And terminology, but the nice thing is it actually gives text yeah. that says what everything does, you know what I mean? But yep. just that first time you play, you're kind of like, how does that work? Or Am I seeing this right, reading this right? But then after you play that half a game, you're like, okay, boom, you know, you, you yeah. just get it. Yeah, definitely. So I like that they have, once you're familiar with the game, they have the icons, but the first couple times you play, that has the text, so you can just read what it does. So what, did, what would you rate this game? So for me, I really enjoy it. Um, it's like probably an eight, eight and a half. I think for me, it fires uh, Roll for the Galaxy and Puerto Rico. It takes both those games and mixes what I like about both of them. So for Roll, I like it better than that because it has more strategy, less randomness. Yep. I like it better than Puerto Rico because the artwork and the theme is better. And then in Puerto Rico, there's an expansion, and maybe they'll reprint it, but... Every game of that, the buildings are always the same, which is like the developments basically in this mm. game and the end game scoring. And this one, it you can flip them, you know. So it's always there's half of them are always the same. The other half are double sided, and then the end game scoring ones, which also give you abilities, those are double sided too. So you have a lot of variability that way. Yeah. Obviously, the plan. So that's why I like it better than Puerto Rico. So I asked Aaron. So I'm going to ask you somewhat of the same question. You own Roll for the Galaxy and this one. Are you going to keep both? or I really don't feel a need to have Roll for the Galaxy anymore. I mean, I'd probably play this one a couple more times just to make sure. But mm-hmm. it gives me the same feeling, but better. Um, same play time. I would agree with you that I like this better than Roll. And the main reason is because of the luck. You know, you can mitigate it with the dice yeah, you in roll mm-hmm. 
to a certain extent. This, it completely takes it out. It takes everything that I liked from Roll for the Galaxy, and it uses that. It has that engine building. It seems like endless worlds that you can pull out of the bag and different combinations yeah. of buildings. Uh, so I would rate it an 8 or 7.5, somewhere in that range, leaning probably towards an 8 after our last play. Yeah, everything you said you know, about Roll for the Galaxy, it took everything from that that I enjoyed and made it better. Uh, I'd give it an eight. So that'd be a little higher for you. You've won it twice. I have won. <laughs> yeah, that is surprising. Now that <laughs> well, you say that, it's a good thing you didn't buy it. I guess he didn't get that last turn. It's all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though he won, he wanted a little bit more. <laughs> I think that I feel like it'd be a little higher if I had a little bit more. Okay, a little bit do, long. Like, you or, could you use know, your engine a little bit more. Like exactly. A couple more turns. And like I said, it's not a bad thing. It's still a great game, but mm-hmm. it would. I think if it went a bit longer, I'd like I, it I do more. think that depends, though, on each game's going to be a little different. Yeah, that's that. true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the one we played, I think if we played again, it might go a little longer. It might be the same. It just... All right, you guys ready to shuffle things up a little bit? Oh, shuffling. What are we Ooh. shuffling to? Wow. We're going to shuffle on to our top 10 deck builder games. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what is a deck builder game? Oh, boy, we're getting these questions again. <laughs> yeah. I ask every week. <laughs> Deck builder is a game where you build your own personal deck. Um, so for me, <laughs> deck builder is a game where you start with a deck and you can upgrade it as you go along. Um, it's games where you have you play the cards, you put them in a discard pile. When you run out, you shuffle it and you draw from your deck again, yep. and you kind of build it as the game goes on. Yeah, I know. You look at the board game geek, and they have mechanics. Technically, they have. Concordia and Mubasa, and there's others too as a deck building game. I don't consider that a deck builder. I didn't put those on my list. Like Concordia, you put the cards, you put them in your hand, but you never, every time you yeah. pick up your hand, you have all your cards available. So that's, I don't consider that a deck builder. Yeah. Like I, Mubasa, you, you're buying the cards and you're able to use them, but for this list, I didn't count, I didn't count those because you could really shoehorn, him, shoehorn in anything almost that yeah, way. Yeah, you really could. Yeah, and I, I, those two actually never crossed my mind even when I looked at to put my list together. But, uh, yeah, I would not consider those deck builders at all, Aaron, so I hope you didn't put them on your list. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you hit it right on the head. You start with your your basic deck, your beginning deck at the start of the game. You draw your hand of cards. You play your cards. You know, maybe they're giving you... a attack or a purchase power whatever the case is and then you're going to discard those cards draw a new hand and then you're going to end up shuffling your discard pile form your new deck shuffle you know draw back up all that jazz so i guess why don't we get into it ryan why don't you start us off all right i'm gonna shuffle my way over to number 10 then um so my number 10 is a game i haven't played in quite some time and i was just talking to aaron about this the other day texting him saying we need to play it again and that is a game by Portal Games, and that is Cry Havoc. So the premise of Cry Havoc is, like, there's the inhabitants, which is... You can kind of look at it like Avatar a little bit if you want. Yeah. Or whatever. So there's uh, the Trogs, is it? So they're the 
race that's there, and there's the robots, the aliens, and the humans that kind of come in, and you're fighting over the land, you're trying to get gems to get points, um, it's an area control game as well, um, you're getting those gems to score points, cards might score your points, different buildings that you build might score your points in different ways, so that's the basic nature of the game. So on that one, each faction is completely asymmetrical. You start with your own deck, and you can buy other cards in different uh, terrain types, and you add that to your deck. I really like the game. Uh, I think there's a lot of rules, questions, rules, ambiguities that they could have done a lot better job and would have made the enjoyment much greater. I also wish there was always like one or two more rounds in the game. I feel, feel like it goes too fast. Mm-hmm. But I really like the... Uh, the game looks great. I like the asymmetrical nature of all the factions. I think I'd always want to play it at three or definitely four. It's been a long time since we've played it. I did not even consider it as a deck builder. I don't remember having to build a deck in here. I mean, it's not like your traditional deck builder, I guess, but everyone has their deck of cards, and you get new cards, and it's just like that you draw a certain amount of cards discard them and then when you run out you shuffle them back up and draw them into your hand yeah because the cards you play are the actions you take on the turn each card has a different symbol like move or deploy and then those terrain cards can give you extra movement extra deployment get upgraded ones there's different terrain types yeah and you can get different cards and add those to your deck as well it's just been so long. I just I don't know, look like you're. Just, I was like, you said you went bonkers when I said it. You're like looking around at Aaron, like I had to think. I'm like, really oh, confused. Is that real? Is he just making it up? I'll have to look at that again. But anyways, I I, I really want to play it again. I want to play it. I want to do the uh, Rodney Smith watch it play it. I want to watch that, and I want to have the uh, rules forums open on my board game geek app. <laughs> And I want to play the game with four players. Yeah, you're going to need that. So I, I do want to bust that out a couple times sometime. Okay, so my number 10. It's also a game we haven't played in a while, and I don't know if you've played it. But that's Rune Age? Nope. No. Okay. So This is that. Really? Yeah. I saw you had this up for trade. Is it because I posted it on our Instagram saying if you haven't what our lettered game that you haven't played in a long time? <laughs> you think that's why I made this my list? Made you no, I, it again, or? I'll discuss it more at the end. End of talking about it. Well, why, no, at the end know. of the list, why it's on the list, or but it's on my list. It's my number ten deck. Book. Okay, <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna say right <laughs> Must now. Must not like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been so long, um, but I, I think you do need to play with the expansion. The expansion adds more cards. So the premise of the game it's, is. More factions, too, or no? It added, That's probably an expansion you didn't get. No, I did. Did we play it? That's another yeah, thing. Yeah, we did. Okay, there's one thing. If he gets it, that's big. <laughs> and then if we actually play it... Eyebrows up over here. Yep. Just <laughs> Okay, so the premise of this game is you take different fantasy races. So one half of the Wet Bandits would always go dwarves. You know, Aaron, whatever. They have, like, the undead army. They have elves. They have humans. Different stuff like that. So... What you do is each player gets their own race, and then you get to purchase cards from your domain or your own people. So I'm always buying, like if I'm the dwarves, I'm always buying dwarf cards. And you're building your your hand of cards, you're building your engine that way. 
Now, it's kind of interesting because there's different, in the box, I'd have to look to be sure, but there's different ways to play the game. You can play some of the scenarios are cooperative, some of them are competitive, and I think one of the game modes, you're just trying to build your shrine that you have for your race. So there's different game modes. It's kind of cool that way. Hmm. I remember one of the ones we played a lot was a cooperative scenario where we're trying to kill the dragon or something. Yeah, there were, there were dragons that were attacking. I think there was like a deck of... Each scenario has their own little deck that you have to like battle against yeah, or battle through. Yeah, it's been a lot. We've played those. But yeah, that's like three years. That's one of the cooperative scenarios where you're kind of building up and your your towns can take damage that you have. So as you're kind of going along, maybe you're healing yourself or you can heal some others. Or but that's my number ten, Rune Age with the expansion, because the expansion, <laughs> I I think it added a few more scenarios. I don't remember, but it. It added more cards to each faction. So that was the big the big thing that that game needed. All right, well, my number 10 is a pretty basic deck builder, and I think a long time ago it got a lot of hype. A lot of expansions. I haven't played too many of those, but it would be Dominion. It's pretty basic. You're just buying cards from the supply, and you're just trying to score as many points as you can. You're trying to get more point cards. And that's really the premise of it. I mean, the artwork's okay. I don't think it was anything spectacular for me anyways. Yeah, it was just basic. <clears throat> and it was probably huge, because I think at the time when it came out, it was like one of the first real big deck yeah. builders. It was actually the father of all the deck builders. This is the first game that had it in it. Gotcha. And now that's where the, all this stuff is branched out from Dominion. And see, I hadn't played it till recently, so I had played a bunch of other deck builders, and you know, so this one was okay. It was, it, I still like it, and I would play it. Yeah, I don't have it on my list, but I'm glad we're doing a deck builder list, and someone included it because it's what spawned all these games. Sure, sure, made it possible. Um, what I like about it is that it's super quick, and uh, it's nice because each game. You have different cards out of the market. So yeah. It's always different feel, you know. So, yeah. That's been... I think I played it once. Maybe twice. Hmm. And I thought it was okay. Nothing. I played Dominion after I played a lot of these other deck builders. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of comparing it to that. And I, I thought it was okay. It was fine. I know, I know it's very, very popular. Mm -hmm. So. All right. That's my number 10, Dominion. I'm going to draw out my list nice. here and uh, see what my number nine is. And I do have it written down. Um, this is Aaron's favorite game. Oh. And that is Clank in Space. Wow. Um, it's pretty low for him, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, it has say too low. <laughs> dropped the last time I played it. So yeah, my number nine, Clank in Space. Um that's a game where it's a deck builder, and then there's a board. You're moving on the board, you're attacking on the board, you're collecting different things, you're buying different things. The thing I like is uh, there's three different economies or resources in it. You have your money or power, whatever it's called, skill, mm -hmm. where you're buying the cards. You have your movement, which lets you move on the board, and then you have your um, attack, which lets you take out different monsters or different things. So I like that there's three different things that you're doing rather than just like collecting one thing to buy cards the first time i played it we played so i played clank a lot the first time we played it clank in space we played it at, with three and i liked it more than clank because it added a little bit more to the game 
Um, you couldn't just bull rush in and bull rush out. And then we played it at four, and it really dropped for me. I felt it was too long for what it was. I wanted just, like, quick, fast turns. I mean, there's not that much to think about. It's kind of your standard. There's more to it than your standard deck builder, but you're basically playing these cards. I'll buy that one. That's the best card for me. I don't know if it's because we were playing with too many people. The last half of the game, I was like, come on, let's get it going. Hmm. Is it because I feel a lot of times deck builders drop for you? The they more do. You play them? So do you think maybe it's hit that point for you? It was only my second play of it, so I don't think it is. <laughs> now, it's so similar to Clank, where, you know what I mean, You could I could say that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But deck builders, typically for me, they do drop a lot. I like them the first couple times. Because for me, there's not that much to think about in between my turns. It's whatever card shows up on the market, I'm just going to take that. It's not, oh, this card or this card, oh, which one do I want? You know, it's usually, oh, that's about clearly the best one. Um, I like the deck building games where there's more to it. That's why that's why this is on there, because there is more than just your standard deck builder. That's why I cry Havoc's on it, because there's more elements, mechanics going on in the game. So is your entire list games that have deck building, but a lot more to it, or not? Not everything. I mean, I guess you'll have to listen to find <laughs> out. But there's there's deck building in all of them. Yes. Okay. I don't have, I guess, any of those, like, Dominion, just straight deck building. Because hmm. for me, after a few plays, those just kind of, I don't want to play them anymore. Okay. So maybe I'll tell you this now, then. That's why Rune Age is on my list. Because I went just pure deck builders. I didn't put any games on this list that have... That, that, I, that I felt had more than just deck building. Okay. Mm. I did my list this way because, A, just general deck builders, I don't like that much, so I want to talk about games that I enjoy more. But also, I just really like it. I like deck building. I like the idea of it, and I just like it when it's one of many or just a mechanic in the game, not like the game is just about deck building. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm... I, all these games on my list, I do like. Obviously, I like some better than others, hence the list. I could see where you're coming from, where if, if you don't like just straight deck building. But anyways, so my number nine. Uh, we've played... I don't know if... You may have not played it. I'll just discard it then. That's fine. <laughs> anyways, my number nine is Nightfall. Oh. <laughs> have you played it or not? I think he played it, but he probably doesn't remember it. I vividly I know, I remember know. it was at my place in uh, Madeline's room now. Yep. It was okay. the three of us. I hated this game. Did you really? It was awful. Really? Wow. Awful. I really. It was that bad. You don't, I don't remember, remember it at all. <laughs> it's a vampire-y... Yeah, you got like vampires like a werewolf or werewolves. Yeah, yeah. side of the it's... game. I remember the side of the game. Really? You uh, hate it that much? And this wasn't, like, the deck builder thing. Like, it fell off. I just hated it from game one. Really? It was, like... Like, I don't hate deck builders. But, like, this one was just bad. Um, Maybe once you describe it, I'll remember. I thought there was just a runaway leader. It was just bad, boring. The art was awful. Just, I didn't like anything about the game at all. <laughs> well, let me talk about it. I'm glad it. <laughs> you've never picked it since, because I've been, <laughs> like... Well, see, the thing is, I know you don't like deck builders. So I typically don't pick deck builders with you. I like deck builders. Do you? I'm not crazy, but like you guys really, really enjoy it. Like it's one of your guys' 
favorite things. I, Not your favorite, but you guys really like it. I could see most of the games on my list you would be like... <laughs> I just want more of a game to it. That's that's fair for you. Exactly. That's fair for that's me. That's fair for you. That's, that's for me. <laughs> so anyways... My number nine, Nightfall. (laughs) (laughs) This game is just so bad. Can I talk about it? (laughs) Yeah, you can. (laughs) I'm going to just tear apart one of yours now. (laughs) That's fine. It's fair. (laughs) Okay, so my number nine, Nightfall. The the main, so it's obviously your typical deck builder, but the twist on it is each card has like a moon on it and a different color. So you can chain, so when you play a card, you don't just play your whole hand of cards. You chain cards off of each other. And that's kind of the twist of it. And then once I make my chain, somebody else at the table can chain off of that, and you kind of build up from there. Sounds like a game you should call from your list. You Why? You don't, you don't play it. You need to scrap that card. <laughs> <laughs> Just, well, you really hate that. I didn't realize. I knew you didn't like it, but I didn't think you. I think I gave it like a three. I mean, <laughs> if I play it again, I might like it a little bit more. But why would I ever pick it with you, though? You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play whatever twice. Does that ring a bell at all or no? Kind of. The okay. moon's a little bit, but it's not good if you don't remember. <laughs> Like, was I drunk? <laughs> there was probably a good chance of it. But I do I do specifically remember where we played it, and it was the three of us. Right? Okay. I could remember if... I know I played it a few times. A few times, really? A few times, yes. I don't... I didn't think you liked it at all either, because I never heard you talk about it since like we played it that one time. Well, you were surprised about Rune Age being on my list, too. That's just... Because I know we did play that quite a bit when you first got it. You just have, we just haven't played it in so yeah. long. Well, I like Nightfall better than Rune Age. Ugh. <laughs> his, his facial expressions. Oh, man. Just genuine disgust. Just hate. Anyways, check it out, though. It's Yeah, I mean, that's my opinion. If you like the game, great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to... <laughs> But I'm just telling people, if you like the games that I like, you won't like this one, basically. <laughs> <laughs> or if you like good games. <laughs> for you listeners, it's okay for you to go check out, but Tim, he's Tim disappointed. Yeah, he's, he's my friend, so i got to give him a lot of crap, you know. <laughs> Nightfall's a decent game. I'm not going to say it's a good or great game or anything like that, but it's my number nine deck builder. It's, All right. it's one to check out. My number nine, or I played recently. You see the way he's like starting it? He knows he, yeah. something's coming. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> My number nine uh, is Star Realms. Real simple, easy little deck builder. It's over pretty quickly. Mm. You're just <clears throat> you're playing your hand, purchasing cards from the middle. Some of them are outposts. Thing. The goal of the game is basically to kill your opponent. You know, you all you start with the same life points every turn. You're dealing damage and you're buying cards. You can defend yourself with these little outposts, and they give you little special abilities that trigger off of like faction abilities, think like that. Um, and it was just simple, quick, fun. I think I would like to try Hero Realms because I like the theme better. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. We yeah, we just played that last week, and 
I like how fast it is. I like, well, they make the expansion now for Star Realms, depending on which team you like better, Fantasy or Space. But in Hero Realms, they add that in where you uh, you get the heroes, they give you a special ability, which mm-hmm. is cool. The one complaint I have about Star Realms is the uh, how you keep track of your wounds. It's like a bunch <laughs> of cards, and you gotta, it's just yeah. fiddly and annoying. Yeah. Rather than, give me some tokens, I'm at 50, I can discard these, I'm at 47. You know what I mean? That type of thing. But I, I think they did the cards just to fit it in like a deck box. I know, right. but it's it's real fiddly. Do you think they should have upgraded these components? <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I don't know how they do it. How do they do it in a uh, hero realm, do you know? Well, they've got, like, two cards. One's, like, your tens digits, one's your ones digits, and you just kind of... It's got, you know, one through ten, and you slide it down. You just slide your ones next okay, to the... Okay, so that's a little bit better. Yeah, that's tens better. Digit. Yeah. yeah. should have done that, then. <laughs> yeah, I should have. But, yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, that's my number nine. Star that's Realms. My number eight is similar to my number nine, and that is Clank. Um, they used to be kind of flip-flop, but now I like Clank a little bit better after my last play, Clank in Space, because it's a little bit faster. Wow, Clank and Clank in Space back-to-back, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep, that, you, you sure said it. I know, I just... I didn't think you were going to have the other one on. Yeah, I like... So now I like Clank just a tad more. Um, I guess I like the theme of this one better, but... They'll probably flip-flop a lot, which one I like more, just depending on my mood type of thing. Hmm. Yeah, so it's the same type of thing. you got the three different economies in the game. You're moving around the board. You're collecting uh, different resources. I don't want to talk too much about these, because I know they'll be coming up on someone else's well, that's list. that's fine. You think so? Yes. So, But yeah, my number eight is Clank. Hmm. You might be surprised. You might not. But <laughs> if Clank in Space is a, your number one and it's your favorite game, I'll be very shocked. I'll, yeah, I'll be very surprised. That would be surprising, <laughs> wouldn't it? He's getting his pencil out trying to fix that. Yeah, I've only played Clank, so that's all i got to go on. But It's 90% the same. It's just <clears throat> in space. A See? little more to it, a little different, but okay. yeah. I, I have a feeling I might like In Space a little better just You're because more of a I'm more of a space guy. guy, yeah. So that leads me to my number eight, which is Star Realms. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, you know, you Aaron uh, described it already. You just have your deck of cards. You're going out. I liked, um, I liked the base Star Realms, but then there was some uh, like booster packs that you can get for it that added a few other things. Uh, I think some of them added, like, pilots for your ships or commanders, um, just different worlds. Just It just added just a little more variety to it. I thought there was one that actually added a cooperative variant. Yeah, that cooperative. You're fighting against a certain monster or a different uh, space faction or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever tried it, but uh, it seemed interesting. It was there, so <coughs> that's my number eight. I'd play it on my phone. I like it for a quick, oh, little, that's right, like, that mindless app. type thing. The app's pretty good. <laughs> well, you know, know what I mean. Yeah, I'm just going to buy something. I just slap out a few games. Don't have to think a lot. So yeah, it's it's good. Because um, the app too, it added, it gave you kind of like missions to it do. It was right? like an ongoing story, and it'd get harder, and it'd kind of change up the game and make it play different. Mm-hmm. And, 
So my number eight is a is kind of a unique deck building game in that the card row is a lot different than you normally would see, and that is Valley of the Kings Afterlife. You, it's set. It's like an ancient Egyptian style game. Uh, that's the theming, and the cards are actually put into a pyramid. And so when someone takes from a row, you have to take from the bottom, and then the pyramid crumbles. So if you take from the bottom left, you know one of the top two cards trickles down, then a new card comes out at the top. And so that was just interesting how they did that. And I love the theming because Egyptian mythology and ancient Egypt are big for me. It's interesting, you're putting cards in your tomb to score at the end of the game, and you're getting points in other ways, um, and you play through three ages, basically. Uh, it's just unique and cool. Yeah, I really like the uh, the tomb. Um, when you, these cards, you want to use their actions and their abilities, but you have to think, I really need to score points, so do I want to get that in my tomb? I really enjoy that aspect of the game a mm -hmm. lot. I've never played it. No, I don't think no. you have. It's a good one. I think you would like it. Yeah. You like deck builders, so like deck builders. you automatically like a deck builder. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to automatically like this game. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's some interaction, though, with the card play on that. Yeah, a little bit. So Might maybe you won't tough. like it. So. It's the Euro games that have interaction that mm. I shy away from. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if we're going to get technical. All right. So my number seven is City of Iron. And that is by Ryan Lockett and Red Raven Games. So that one, you're always drawing up your hand. And when you buy new cards, I can't remember. I think the new cards go into your hand right away at the start of the next round. But yeah, you're playing your cards and you're discarding them. The cool thing is, is you get to choose the order that you discard your cards. And then when you, when you put them face down, face up or face down, whatever, you choose the order. And then when you have to redraw up, you flip the cards over and you draw them so you can kind of pick the order of where you're going to draw your cards. So there's some strategic planning about how you discard your cards. Um, you're kind of getting majorities on different resources, trying to have more than everyone else, score you some points. You're buying cards that might get you some points, give you some nice actions. You're also discovering new lands, scoring points that way. That is my number seven, City of Iron. That's another one I had to think of. It's been a long time since we played it, and I don't remember this being a deck builder, but... Hmm. I've never played it. Well, you don't know your deck building games. <laughs> no, I know my, my deck builders. I just don't know City of Iron or Cry Havoc, apparently. Half my list, okay. <laughs> Half your list so far. Thus far. Thus far. So my number seven, it is Xenoshift. Is it Onslaught or just Xenoshift, or is it... Onslaught, I think, technically, because I think there's a second one, which is called, like, Dreadmire or something. Like, I can't remember what it's called, okay. but, yeah. It's so, either way, it's, um, so basically, it's Starship Troopers, the deck builders, more or less what it is. You, Ryan and I, when we played it, you know, we were working together. You're buying supplies up to try to fight these aliens and these giant bugs or whatever the, yep, whatever, you're whatever they after. were. So they just keep coming and coming and coming, and it's just it it gives you that tense feeling of there's no way we're going to survive. And typically we didn't. I don't know if we ever beat it. I know I played this solo a lot, like probably close to 15, 20 times. Oh really? And I 
basically played it until I beat it. It took me a while because <laughs> it's really hard. I think the more players you have, it gets a little bit easier. Okay. Because the cool thing about this one is the stuff you get, like whether it be the troops or the equipment, you can actually play it on... You can play these troops or this equipment um, on your, actually your allies so you can help them out. So that's one thing I really like about it is you're not basically... It's a cooperative deck builder that actually feels like a co-op. You're not just, oh, we're fighting this enemy together. You're actually helping each other, and you need to do that to actually win. It's not just, well, I'm doing my thing on my turn, you're doing your thing on your turn. You can affect each other yeah. on each other's turn. Um, I think the artwork is awesome on this game. Yeah. It looks pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my number seven. Xenoshift. Onslaught. My number seven is one of the Wet Bandit's favorite games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this one. Yeah, and his copy's ruined, so I don't know the next time I'm going to get to play it. <laughs> this is rare. Rarified. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Melted, <laughs> melted, uh... Melted sleeves. Yep. And that is Mystic Veil, and you're essentially like farmers, right? And the druids, right? <clears throat> druids, sure. Oh, we don't remember, so it's pretty seamless. <laughs> <laughs> and you're buying cards, but you're also buying like spirit favor, essentially. And it's just really interesting with sliding the cards into these sleeves to like beef up the cards you already have uh and i really like the push your luck aspect where you know if you i forget what they call it but if you burn too much or something you bust basically you're like yeah if you, you too much scarred land or whatever it's yeah, called if if you get too many scarred lands you the red trees exactly you bust your whole turns over but you can keep pushing your luck to try and get this huge optimal hand and that's really interesting to me. I don't know if I've played deck builders with a push-your-luck aspect before. Yeah. Yeah, that is unique. So I like the card crafting in that game a lot where you can... You choose where... It, I mean, you're limited. The one annoying thing is you're limited on the cards that you have. You played that turn. You have to use one of those where there's some other card that might combo really well with it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of sucks sometimes. But I like how you choose where to put it. You actually can put three different abilities or cards in one sleeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as the, the the slots match up. Yeah, as long as the slots match up. Yeah, it's like a top play. power, a medium, yep. mid medium power, and a lower power. power. Yeah, so I really like that. I like, like you said, too, the push your luck part of it. It's like, oh, do I try to build up a little bit more spending power to get a little more points, a little better cards? Yeah. All right, I'm going to draw up to my hand size here. That's a six. <laughs> and that is baseball highlights... 2045. Oh. Yeah, this is you know, kind of your basic standard deck builder. You like it better than Clank. I do because it's so quick. Okay. I, that I surprised guess. me. I It surprised me too when I was making up my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, my number six, Baseball Highlights 2045. Um, yeah, it's, Tim, you're shocked. Um, I really like it though. It's I like baseball. Mm -hmm. And... Obviously, it's just kind of a funny little theme with, like, the cyborgs and, like, robots and then the humans. Yeah. And I like the little wordplay, like, oh, Mickey Maris. Or yeah, yeah, it takes all the names and kind of jumps mix, them. Mix yeah. two names together. Um, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, I like how fast it is. And I like uh, after each game, you're kind of 
building up, getting better players. Yeah, you're you're signing free agents, and you're sending your basically your lower class guys down to AAA <laughs> yeah. uh, to the minors. So yep. that's always kind of fun. Like, so, oh, sorry, uh, D- Delano Gonzalez, you got demoted to the minors. <laughs> We're bringing in H- Hideo Rivera. Or something, yeah, right. You know? So, um, yeah, I just really enjoy it, and I look forward to playing it more. Baseball yeah. highlights. I have some of the expansions. I didn't play them all, though. But some of them are uh, managers. Uh, another one is like the baseball field. So I think in the beginning of the game, everyone, each player gets like two. They get to pick one. And then when they play as the home team, they actually, their card comes into play. So maybe it's easier to get a home run in a certain ballpark. Or, you know, it changes yeah. the rules. So just I a really bit. like how. You get these hits, and then you can play like a reaction card that might be to stifle those, basically to strike a guy out, yeah. get a double play, pick yep. off some base. I really like the back and forth in this game where, oh, I'm setting myself up. Just, you know, I'm getting a double next turn, and I like how the back and forth is yeah. in this game a lot. And it's pretty luck-driven, and I, but it's super quick, so I, it's, you know... Yeah, I like, too, how it plays... Because you play like a, a series against somebody. Yep. So, like in a four-player game, Ryan and I might play a game, and then Aaron and one of the Wet Bandits would play a game. So oh, jeez. <laughs> so you play like a best-of-seven series, and then if you wanted to, you could do basically like the World Series. So then whoever would win each series, they mm. could play each other. So it's, it's kind of a quick... Even though it's a four-player game, it's not really. It's really just two-player, but you could play it all. And for me, it I like baseball. It gives me a little bit of a feel for it. It's nothing crazy, but yeah. it gives me a little bit of a feel. I think, Aaron, this is one where you would feel nothing at all for the theme, but I think you'd actually you'd like the game. You'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's not always about the theme for me. Yeah. As long as it's like, a good game. I, I've seen the cover. It looks over all right. Yeah, you know? like the but, theme does nothing for you, and it does something for me, but I think you'd like the game, though. Yeah, I absolutely do not care about baseball <laughs> yeah, at all. That's... But <laughs> as long as it's a good game, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not like Thunder Alley, where I hate the theme and the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even a deck villain. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to discard that and drop to my number six. We can never do a top ten racing games. Nope. Oh, we could. We could just try. bash on yours. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you, you pick Thunder Alley. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different racing games. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying we could. I know you wouldn't have it on there. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I had, I don't think I've played. Unless 10 I've only played games. just bare, just ten, then that would be number ten. But <laughs> I could shoehorn something else in somehow, make it a racing yeah, game. Yeah, you could probably. Yeah. I mean, like, really, oh, I'm racing up these tracks. That's yeah, a racing I'm, game. I'm trying to race to the most victory points. So yeah, what is your number six deck building game? Okay, so my number six deck builder. I'm almost positive you haven't played it because I know you wouldn't like it. Because it's deck building and superheroes. We played it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Yep. Sentinels of the Multiverse. You told me you didn't even like it that much the first time you played it. You're like, or is that you? That I thought it was okay. That might have been Aaron. Might have been Aaron. Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil anything here. <laughs> so Aaron thought it's okay, guys. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy this quite a bit. You, you have a villain you're fighting, and then there's also the, the surrounding areas. So maybe you're fighting in the city... 
so the city has a deck, or if you're fighting in a ship, maybe the ship has a deck. So you're you're kind of fighting against the area and the villain itself, and then you're kind of crafting, you're drawing up to your hand size, you're playing your cards, and um, you're doing your hero's abilities. Each hero has their own specific cards to them that they play, and they're kind of working through. The one complaint that I've heard a lot is it can be fiddly, because if you play a few cards and maybe the elements or whatever, they might cause you to have like negative for attacking, or maybe the I think the game that we played, the villain had, like, force fields, so it was harder to hit him. So, yeah, it was kind of a pain. And, uh, yeah, it just it's kind of cool. There's a lot to it, as in there's a lot of different cards, a lot of different expansions for it. Um, yeah, that's Sentinels. What, what? I'd, be, I'd be fine trying it out. I mean, it's not like I hate deck-building games. I just don't <laughs> like them as much as you guys do. Um, and the superhero thing... Is this original IP? It's or is all this... original, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'd, I'd, I'd like that more than like... Yeah, I'd say what I really liked about... What I did like about it, you know, the game was alright. But what I liked is I got to play as Ra. You know, oh, that's going right. back to yeah. ancient Egypt. Yeah. So that was cool. It wasn't like, I'm Superman and I kill everything. No, I was Ra and I had unique powers based off of him. That was cool for me. So I think you would like some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd like to try it out. So that's my number six, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Mm. So my number six is not a deck builder to these guys. Mm. <coughs> mm. Oh boy. And that is Mombasa. Because it's not the main aspect of the game, but I really enjoy how you have to manipulate when you play your deck. You know, it's it's unique in that way when it came when I first played it. I'm not going to complain what? about you putting this on your list. <laughs> so I just get to talk about Mombasa. It's just how I made my list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a deck builder in a way. You know, yeah. It's just not the, the standard ones that we are kind of talking about. Do you have to buy cards to build your deck in that? Because I know yeah, you, you have... buy them off that little row on the side. But, no, I guess my question is, do you have to? You don't have to. Because you could play the game without even having to do yeah. that. Okay. You're gonna lose. Yeah, I was gonna say you wouldn't do very well. Would you? I don't. I don't. You're gonna lose. Okay. You need to get more you, goods because the cards are essentially goods and yeah. things like that. You're getting yeah. better ones with more goods on it. You're getting a better bookkeeper. You're getting a better banana card. You're getting buying shares. You're getting better diamond merchant card. You know, you're more cotton and things yeah. like that. So and how you place them is cool because you you know you place them in that row and you got to kind of set up those ones that you're going to be picking up later. So that was really cool. Yeah, this. I mean, I could go off on like a twenty minute tangent about you're like mm-hmm. grinning ear to ear as soon as you said that. <laughs> I'm game. proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's a good game. Someone else is talking about it. Um, yeah, it's just. The thing that's really cool, I'll just talk about like the card play of the game sure. rather than the saucing over the entire thing, just going bananas, <laughs> just going absolutely bonkers about it. Um, is when you play those cards, you really have to think, okay, which cards am I going to pick up at the end of the round? Because I want to use those next round. Mm-hmm. And now these cards, where do I want to place them? Because then they're going to slide up. So what do I need for my future rounds? What goods do I need to go with other stuff? That, to me, is awesome. And I wish Blackout did it 
in a way, but in a different way. But I wish more games did that because every it's it's just awesome. I really like what you're saying. The forethought of exactly. where, what you're what you're doing with your cards yeah. when you're playing them. A lot of forethought. You, yeah, you really got to think where you're putting those cards and what you need to pick up for next turn to play and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's it's okay. I don't think it's a deck builder at all, but <laughs> that's my opinion. I mean, one of the mechanics on BGG is deck building. Is BGG always right? Well, you're buying cards, well, but put them in your deck, <laughs> you're and then them. you're playing those cards. It's not your it's... traditional no. draw up, play cards, discard them once it runs out, shuffle them up, draw up like that, just rinse and repeat type thing. But <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm fine with. Games that um some games that no are I'm just saying <laughs> the whole list doesn't have to be just that right everyone has their own take you just don't like the game and it's fine right I don't hate the game <laughs> Blackout killed it but anyways that's my number six controversially yeah. Mombasa incredible pick <laughs> I will say that it's not on my list but. Uh, yeah, I would have rocketed right up there if, mm. if I would have chosen to pick Had it. Had it met your criteria. Color. Yeah. So my number five could be called Mage Knight Lighter. I'm not going to call it Mage Knight Light because it is not a light game at all. Um, it's light compared to Mage Knight. It's light compared to Mage Knight. It still takes... I mean, solo is faster, like... But if you're playing with two, it's still like a two-hour game. It takes a while to set up. It's a heavy game. It's hard to learn. And that is Dungeon Alliance. Um, you're basically... thing I yeah, like about... That's why I couldn't think of it. I've never played it. Yeah, you guys, no one else... I've only played it solo. Oh, okay. Six okay. times. Um, so I had played Mage Knight, and I was basically waiting t- half a year, a year, to get the Ultimate Edition, and I wanted... I was frothing for something like that. So this is like that placeholder? Yes, and I would read the uh, forums on this. And I actually want to get this back out again, just talking about it. But it's a lot of fun. Um, so you're building... Basically, you draft your heroes at the start of the game, which I really like. Okay. And then when you're playing the game, they each have... You basically shuffle the three... They all have their own cards, so you shuffle all those together. And then you draw in your hand... And then each card only works with certain heroes. So then you're choosing which hero to activate, what order to activate them in. And the card also gives what ability it is. Like, oh, plus three ranged attack and a bonus. Or it might give you a different ability if you're within two of another hero or three movement. You know, just different things like that. I really, really like that. And there are also cards that synergize together and things like that. And each hero has their own unique abilities that they do. Um, you're moving around this dungeon. You have different objectives that you're trying to compete. Um, you're fighting monsters. It's kind of got that same mathy type stuff that Mage Knight has, where you're totaling stuff up, figuring out, recalculating. So I call it Mage Knight Light because it's still a very heavy game. Hmm. Probably medium, medium heavy type. I think it's good for someone who liked it. Mage Knight had liked the idea of it, but it was just too much for them to handle and they wanted something that was similar but not quite as much to it Hmm. this is a good one for that might be up our alley then might be (laughs) so my number five 
It is Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. See, I like the theme. Yeah. And that one. I, I want to try that out okay. for that. So it's a uh, deck builder. You're working through um, fighting the forces of evil. You know, so each each game is a little different. Uh, they have it. I don't want to say it's like a legacy because it's not really a legacy game. But in the box, when you first open it up, it has box one. So that has your basic heroes, your basic starting Hogwarts cards, your basic villains, and then your Dark Arts cards. So each round you draw a Dark Arts card that might affect the heroes or affect the game somehow. And you're trying to work through to defeat all the heroes. Or all the you're trying to work through and defeat all of the villains. So once you play game one, it's just basic deck builder. Then games two and three, each time it tells you to open a new box. So every game you play, it gets a little more complicated. So actually, I think in the rules it says if you are experienced at deck building or at the concept of it, that you can actually skip ahead to game three, open all the boxes prior, and just start with that, and then work your way through. And then after that, each game progresses. It gets harder because you have more villains to defeat. You have better cards in the deck. There's stronger dark arts cards that you're fighting and there's a few other little twists i'm not going to give them away but yeah so a couple questions i have is can you help each other on each other's turns because i really like um so if you're taking your turn i can't really do anything that affects you but i can play a card that might say uh any hero gains hearts or any hero draws a card so on my turn when i'm playing cards I can do stuff that affects you, but I... The other thing I had is, like, when it's done with, do you, are you done, or can you, like, do you have a finished game that you can then play? Um, it, it would just be a finished game you can play. So, game seven or whatever it goes up to, it's just harder to play. Mm-hmm. In the fact that you have all of the villains through all of the Harry Potter films yeah. you have to defeat, but you have all of the cards you can buy, all the dark arts cards, all the little special stuff that sprinkled in over time. So it would just be more challenging in that aspect. But could you take cards out? You can. You you can, like, simplify it. Yes, you could simplify it. All the cards are labeled for which game they came out in. That's good. So you can easily separate them. Hmm. So that's my number five. Harry Potter, Hogwarts Battle. So my number five is, again, one where maybe deck building isn't the main aspect, and that is Great Western Trail. The last time I played it, I went... Well, he's laughing about it. As soon as he said it, you just... Just a huge <laughs> grin. I can I'm, see you just... I'm I'm proud of Aaron right now. I'm excited. I'm pumped up about his list. He's got a, he's got a damn good list. <laughs> So it's great Western Trail, and the last time I played, I went you know hog wild on the Cowboys. So I just <laughs> was going. <laughs> I was building my deck a lot more than everyone else was because your deck is these cow cards that by the end of the 
when you get to the end of the trail, you're delivering these cows to different cities and the different types of cows have more points and every unique cow you have gets you higher up, further out, more points you're scoring based on where you deliver. And so being that I went four cows, it felt more deck builder-ish for me. Uh, and the cards get you victory points, so most of the points I scored were based off of those cards, the cards in my hand. And I liked the expansion um, because I literally almost did I did nothing with it, but I was still competitive. <laughs> so yeah, that that uh, I had a lot of fun. A little salty. I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and he's a fister guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, my number four game that you own, Tim. Okay. And we just recently reviewed it, and that is Altiplano. So you're drawing your chips out of the bag, and it's just like a deck builder. <laughs> just, just defying himself right off the bat <laughs> well I mean I can elaborate a little more you're drawing them out of the bag you're putting them in your little cart which is your yeah. discard pile then when you run out of drawing them out of your bag you put them back in your bag and you draw out of your bag again Yeah. so that's like your standard deck builder I mean there's other various ways which I, I'm surprised because you took out you didn't include Mombasa and you forgot about Great Western Trail <laughs> but Altiplano I'm yeah, surprised. It's, I mean, when I'm playing that game, all I look at those chits are like they're like my cards. That's, huh? I don't look at it any other way. It's just a deck building game, bag building game. It's the same thing, to me. It's the same concept, but it's the same exact <clears throat> thing. Because typically in a deck builder, the cards that you play, they do something special for you. You put these mm. cards or these chits on different action spaces, which do something special for you. But then when it make it action selection. No, you're still drawing these out of the bag. Mm. It's a stretch. I mean, I get it. Your list is very uptight. You're picking <laughs> only like your traditional, <laughs> just I pick, I'm deck building. Tim's and a, all it is. I'm deck, deck build, builders. Deck building purist. Yeah. Well, that was our he list. Like, I, yeah, this you know? has deck building in it. <laughs> Do you agree? Well, or not? I I didn't put pool building in, but I would consider it very similar. Yeah. So you considered it, but you didn't put Well, it just in. like he didn't put Mombasa. Like, yeah, I I can see how Mombasa can be on someone's list. I didn't do it because that's not the criteria that was for my list, but I could see someone having it on there. I'm just surprised, though. But I, like, the I, thing that's for me saying. is when when I play Orleans Altiplano, like, to me, all it is is like this is the same as a deck builder. Like I'm just drawing these out and taking actions with them. Like, I never mm -hmm. thought of it any other way. I think it's I think strange. you're just upset you don't have these on your list. That's why he's getting all, <laughs> he's getting all antsy pants at me and Aaron about our list, and he's just mad. List he's got Nightfall and Green Age on there. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with those games. So, yeah. Anyways, my number four is Altiplano, <laughs> and you're drawing your chits out of the bag. You're putting them on your action board to take different actions. Um, you're moving your traveler or worker or whatever you're moving him around to go take the different actions you're scoring points in a lot of various ways you can listen to our review in the last episode and that is episode five but uh nice. you just it's a lot of fun i really enjoy it 
Um, I'm curious to see what the Traveler expansion adds if Tim <laughs> ever picks that up, and mm-hmm, we also mm-hmm. get to play it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one I really like. It's a game I really like. I just don't see it as a deck builder at all. No, that's fine. And we, we went over it, so we It's don't fine know. that you don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is, like, this is even more of a deck builder than Orleans, because I'm, like, I'm drawing these chits out of this bag, and after I'm done taking my actions with them, what do I do with them? I'm putting them in this cart. And when my bag runs out and my cart's full and I need to draw, I take my cart, dump it in the bag, and I draw again. <laughs> Would you have felt better if they were actually, like, physically hobbit-sized cards and then you put those cards on your well, player board? <laughs> just real... Just, just, they were square and square square circle? No, because I, I still feel like it's more of an action selection you're moving around than that's another mechanic in it i mean i've picked games that had more than one mechanic in it yeah and it's got more than one mechanic but it's i don't see it as even if it was instead of chits if it was cards i wouldn't we'll let our listeners let us know i'd be curious if this altiplano is a deck builder or not it's a good question find out there's only one good answer (laughs) i already know the answer that is yes that is no so my number four, it's a game that you own, Ryan. Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> yeah, yep. You just grief-dogging me and then <laughs> It is not Orleans. It is Thunderstone Advanced. So in Thunderstone, you basically you start off with your basic heroes. You're kind of building yourself up. You, could, you get two options. You can go to the town... Or go to the dungeon to fight. So in the town, you can buy better equipment, better heroes to take along. There's a whole board of cards that you can purchase to put into your deck. Or you can go into the dungeon and fight the monsters. So depending on how deep you go into the monster, you have to have light. So the light shows you how far you can go in. And then you can try to defeat that monster. And I think... The goal of the game is to work your way through the villain deck and actually defeat the Thunderstone Bear. Yeah. So once you get to the the end, then everyone counts up their points and all that stuff. But anyways, that's my number four, Thunderstone Advanced. I do like this one. <clears throat> I do enjoy this one. Two things I would say that are negative for me is it's really fiddly to set up. I like the variability in the setup, mm-hmm. but it takes so long because you're drawn and you got to find where the cards are. The other thing is I feel like it ramps up too slow. Like, I don't build a good enough deck fast enough and then be able to utilize it. Okay. I mean, it could just be bad at the game, but, <laughs> but I do enjoy it, but those are the two things that I don't like yeah. about it. Hmm. I think I only played it the one time. I thought it was all right. Is it a deck builder? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. There's other things going on in there. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're picking up like experience tokens. Ooh. Yeah, you do pick That's up those weird. Thunderstone shards. There's a board too. Oh, there's a board. Gross deck builders with boards. That's off Tim's list. Well, no. If I count, I so got Aaron one. number three or two, four, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> <laughs> So my number four kind of follows a theme. Not a deck builder? Yeah. (laughs) And that is Blackout Hong Kong. Because it took 
things from Mombasa with, you know, your little, I don't know how you call that, but how you play your cards out. Yes. And then you're picking up your biggest stack. You draw. You only draw up when you are below, like, that hand size. Uh, so I took a lot of things from Mombasa in the card play that I really enjoyed, and I just like the game a little bit better than Mombasa. Uh, so that's why it's a little higher up. Yeah, the, it wasn't on my list for the same reason Mombasa was, but I can see it being a deck builder and being on your list, and I yeah. think that is a incredible pick as well. <laughs> you got like the Fister list going on. Fister Lister. It, that would you think this would be me? Like I know that's, I, <laughs> that's why you're kind of annoyed right now. You'd be like, I thought this is gonna be Ryan's whole list, and now I gotta hear it from Aaron. I, know, I, this, I thought he was his Fister loving. He was gonna be more on my side. Apparently not. <laughs> well, there's a couple that you'll agree with. <laughs> think you'd agree with valley of the kings if you played it but yeah i think other than those two games and they both do it in unique ways i don't know of any other game that really does that hand management discard deck building thing in that way like yeah. how they do the discarding it's i just really enjoy that yeah definitely and i like that in the deck building as well you're getting your um objectives essentially yep. you know we're getting things you can work towards and those help you out in a different way than just what goes directly into your hand yeah so that's my number four your four is better than Mombasa, but i still don't see this deck builder but that's just me blackout hong kong <laughs> so my number three tim's gonna be all he's gonna be the old uh crotchety curmudgeon over here um, that is similar to Altiplano, and that is Orleon. Oh, you did. I was wondering when you said Altiplano if you were going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah. I, it's just, I mean, it's not maybe quite as much of a deck builder, but I feel when I first played that game, I'm like, it's a deck builder. I'm just drawing out of this bag. And it's the same thing for me, how I felt while playing it. I felt like it was a deck builder. That's fine. <laughs> is it okay to be on my list? Can it, I talk about it or no? Oh yeah, it's your list. You could talk about okay. it. I just don't agree that it's a deck builder. Like I said, I, I <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to defend it. No, I'm just saying. I just think you're having a little list envy with me and Aaron. No, I, I had a feeling this was going to happen though, because <laughs> I went just straight pure deck builders. Like that is what it is. Yeah, and I, I had a feeling it was going to happen. So we went with deck builders as well, but just. Well, just like the semi-cooperative thing on our last list. It was kind of... Where we were right. And yeah, he gets really <laughs> butthurt about yeah, this. I've, he must be like a straight... Straight up purist. That is not a cooperative game. <laughs> <laughs> no one works together. <laughs> no, you can have it on there for your list. I just don't put it on mine. Okay. All right. So my number three is Orleans. Uh, it's similar to Altiplano. So you're drawing your chits out of the bag, your pieces, tiles, whatever you want to call them. You're putting them on your player board, taking different actions. Um, you might get some more goods. You might move your merchant around and pick up goods along the way and then deliver to certain areas. You might move up on the night track, which lets you actually draw more out of your draw bag. Um, you might move up on the scholar track, which is technically, I don't know if it's called technology or something like that, which is, is a score multiplier, basically. Um, I just really like it. I like both expansions for it. I wouldn't play 
I'd want to play the competitive game from now on with the Trade and Intrigue expansion. So that added the, uh, I forget what it's called right now, but it adds that basically that board where you're culling your workers. Why'd you, why'd you look at me? I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't remember you're what You're trashing <laughs> your bad workers or ones you don't want anymore. From your deck, I mean bag. Yeah, from your... <laughs> and you get cool actions when you do it, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that. Um, it also adds, when you're moving around on the map, you can actually trade in these goods, these three goods at the end of the game that might be worth eight points, but you can actually trade it in when you're in a certain city for 15 points. So it gets right. you a, a certain thing to shoot for and where you want to deliver them to. Um, we've talked about the uh, cooperative part too. That's good. But I really like the competitive game in this better, and it's really good. Um, that is my number three. Orleans, Orleans, or whatever. Yeah, however you want to pronounce it. A great deck-building game. It's good. It's a great game. My number three is Mystic Veil, vale, and we had talked about it earlier quite a bit, so... I think he'll get a copy of it. I've been kind of razzling a little bit about it, and that was, like, Johnny's favorite game. Yeah, it was his favorite, and it it was heartbreaking when I heard the story. I was there for it. Yeah. And they keep releasing expansions and expansions. Oh, yeah, we they, keep just, there's a we lot. We keep turning that knife oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Every so time I Johnny, see it. Johnny, check out that new expansion. Yeah. <laughs> they got this big, giant, like, conclave box to it. Oh, them. yeah, yeah. I mentioned that to him once, that I saw it at a store, and he was... Oh, <coughs> but uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, if he doesn't birthday get it, present yeah, birthday like present to him or something. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, so that's my number three, Mystic Veil. So my number three, I put up a little higher than these last three games because when I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna pick a deck builder today, you know, I think more of a classic deck building sense. Oh, oh yeah. So. Not to say that those past three games <laughs> couldn't make the, the game list. The game is just more focused on the deck building, yeah. I think is what he's saying. Oh, yeah. And that is Lord of the Rings, the deck building game, the Fellowship mm. of the Ring. I, I like it how, you know, you've got the trail, the regular path of cards or whatever you're buying. If it's your turn you and a miracle comes up, you just get that. That's a pretty cool mm-hmm. little mechanism they had in there. And you can gain corruption. You can give other people corruption, which are worth negative victory points at the end of the game. You're also fighting and collecting monsters from that path, like the Moria orcs. And the more of those you get, the more powerful they are for you. I also like that you're getting lands that help you. Um but then the other part of the game is there's these main bad guys, like the arch enemies or whatever, that everyone's kind of racing to build up their engine faster to beat, <coughs> to beat these bigger monsters. Um, and that's kind of the end game trigger as well, once you beat that last one. <clears throat> and then you total up points, and yeah, it is a classic deck building game that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like uh, the simplicity of it. Yeah. And it's, you know, this is what I feel like in a deck builder turns. It's kind of like Dominion. It's just boom, boom, boom. You take your turn. Next person goes. Next person goes. It's I like that a lot. Yeah. Though. It's very satisfying. And you're way. always kind of hoping that the fortune show up when it's your turn, but you're hoping that the ambushes don't because you don't right. want to yeah. get attacked by it. But yeah, good game. But I like that with the ambushes, you sometimes have a chance to like defend yep. against if them. If you got if you if you're buying the right cards throughout right. the game, you can and you have it in your hand, you can defend against them so you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of the cool things in deck builders like you know, ally bonuses and stuff like that depending on how you built your deck. Yep. 
Yeah, it's a good one. It seems to hit the table quite a bit in our group, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there's a couple guys that really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. That's my number three, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring deck-building game. It's kind of got that end of the night, maybe you don't want to play like a super light, light filler game, but it's mm-hmm. got that... Yeah, you don't have to think so much. You know, you can kind of just play a game where you want a little more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the same system as like the DC deck builder, mm-hmm. but the biggest difference in Lord of the Rings, you you get a character. Yeah, but you get a card. Each character gets a special card in the deck. Now in the DC deck builder, you don't get the card, but then you have a special power. Yes, each book. hero has a special power that's always ongoing, so you don't have to draw that card in. So. Hmm. Yeah, which, whichever theme you like more, basically. There's yeah. other a lot of other games in the system. I know there's Resident Evil. There's there's a bunch. Street of, Fighter, I think. Yeah, there's another a one. bunch of other hmm. ones that they use. I can't remember what the name of the system's called. So. Right. If you really want to get crazy, you can mix them all. Jeez. Yep. So my number two. Um, <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to qualify for ten. Um, that is Mage Knight. Is that a deck builder? It it is. So well. I'll let you go on and all. <laughs> so, I have it in my short list. Oh. But okay. the reason I didn't put it in, because there's so much, there's a lot more going on than just deck building. So, yeah, it's it's a good one. Okay. Um, I'm not going to talk. I just, there's only two things I want to talk about with the game. I've talked ad nauseum about this other times. So, I'll talk about the deck building aspect. I really like... You start out with your own deck. Uh, depending on what hero you pick, you have two cards that are special cards geared towards your hero that are different from the other ones. So they're all different that way. And then during the game, you're getting advanced actions, which are better than your basic actions that you have. You're getting these spells, which are super powerful. And then at night, they're really, really powerful. You can get artifacts, which are incredible. So you're getting these different cards like that that you're able to play that... And you get wounds in your deck, too, which kind of clog up your deck. you got to try to get rid of them. So the question I wanted to ask, the second thing I wanted to talk about is, how do you feel about it now after, I think you're still overwhelmed with it, and I don't think you're ready to play it solo, but how did you like our two-player game of it you played recently? It was good, and you hit it right on the head that I do enjoy it, but I feel like there is so much going on, and there's it's super heavy. That I, I have not... Well, I take it back. I did play it solo once, but I played through the... That was before we did, though. That was before we did. So I played through the um, the base um, learning how to play scenario. So it, it walks you through how to basically do everything. So it's... I'd like to try it solo without that. Yeah, so I think... Now, have you read... You read the playthrough rule, but did you yes. read the... Uh, some of it, but not okay, if, all of if it. If you get through all that and we play one more time at two-player, yeah. then I think yeah. you'd kind of be ready to do it solo. Because it took me a few plays before I was... Because that first time we played two-player, I didn't have my brother to hold my hand, so I was kind of, oh, yep. I don't know how this is going to go, but it actually went... I knew it enough where it went smooth. Yeah, and then I think the next couple of days you ended up going home and just playing it I solo played it, too. So. Yeah, it's like... Two or three times since then solo. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with it now. So mm-hmm. I was just curious how you felt about it after. Yeah, it's it's still kind of hovering the same as it was before. It was a lot better than the four-player game we played. 
But again, we had talked about that before, that it's at higher player counts and new players. It went way too long. Mm-hmm. But two-player, the one we, we played, I liked it a lot. <coughs> and then that solo somewhat playthrough I did, you know, I, I did enjoy that. So, so yeah, my number two, Mage Knight. My number two has been talked about already, and you haven't played it, Aaron, but that is Baseball Highlights 2045. So I don't, I don't know what your number one is. Then. Yeah, crap. it's <laughs> <laughs> my number one of this. <clears throat> Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, yeah, you know, we talked about it earlier, and there's not much more. I just, I really like how you're kind of almost dueling against each other, playing cards as you go, and then you're building your deck, and the in between each game, kind of buying free agents and stuff like that. So that's <laughs> baseball highlights 2045. Well, the question is, does he have Clank, Clank, and Space, or did he lump them together at one? He's got Clank, Clank, and Space. That's 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 the real... Yeah, we're right. <laughs> so my number two is Legendary Encounters Predator. That's right. Yeah, I knew he liked those a lot, so I was yeah, thinking he's got to have yeah, Predator on there. Yeah, okay. But yeah. I, I, I apologize, Aaron. I... No, it's... Fine. He's he sucked me into it. <laughs> I'm not hurt at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked about this game a lot. Is but this a deck builder for you, Tim? Oh, I don't. Know. Yeah, absolutely. You, you throw around all this stuff that not, not, not a deck builder, not a deck builder, not a deck builder. Altiplano. <laughs> yeah, that uh, when I'm playing it, I'm just it's a deck builder. Go on, talk about our. Now, I'm, two deck <clears throat> I'm excited to play as the Predators, but just playing through the first movie and even like the Legendary Encounters Alien was really cool as well. I like the Legendary system, but I like the Encounter systems better mm-hmm. as they give you more options to help each other on kind of the coordinate the coordinate actions, yeah. actions on your turn and other people's turns that really brings new life and i like more so the scanning of locations than in regular like legendary marvel yeah so in that's just open yeah in in the games that are labeled as just legendary they're open so they're moving through the town or the city yeah. in legendary encounters that's where they, when you draw the card off the top of the villain deck, it goes face down. So yep. you don't know until you scan. And you actually have to spend hits from your cards in your hand to reveal the cards mm-hmm. in the locations. And where certain cards are, in which location they are, affect the game as well. And that's pretty cool. So you like Nightfall more than Clank. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what is this going I on? just came into my head because we only have your number one. Yeah, left because there's yes, deck building's huge in Clank, but I feel like that's there's not really a deck more... builder to you. <laughs> it is, you... but there's more <laughs> really? going on. There's not that much going on. You're moving around on a board. Yeah, you're moving around. You're collecting items. You can so draw your uh, Clank so, out. The more noise. So you your make. listeners know, Clank is not a deck building game. I didn't mean to take away from your number two. It just <laughs> literally popped into my head. Clank, a deck building adventure, is not. <laughs> it's not on my. Uh, it's that's, in my short list. It's, it's right next to. We'll Mage give Knight. them more crap when we go over your number one. I'll give my thoughts on the legendary stuff when we get to your number one, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. 
<clears throat> so that's my number two, Legendary Encounters, specifically Predator. Cool. Because I of the IP. I haven't played this one. I, I want to check it out and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number one, you probably can't guess it. Um, I actually had my... I just recently swapped my number one and two. Um, I also kind of just lied a little bit. That's why you lied. Trail wasn't on my list. <laughs> I want to keep oh, a little suspense on the show. Come on. So that is Great Western Trail. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, stuff. I wanted to shake it up a little bit just because you lied. <laughs> that wasn't a lie. I white lie. I guess. You like Great Western Trail better than Mage Knight now? I think I do. It's such a toss up. Like when we played the expansion, I really, really liked that in Great Western Trail, the Rails to the North. That was awesome. Like it added so much for me. When I play Great Western Trail at two, three, and four, I love each player count. And I just what I really, really enjoy about the game is the different strategies. Like, do I want to go crazy cowboys, uh, cows and deliveries? Do I want to go bananas with the engineers and go just for train points and you know other stuff? Do I want to go just bonkers for the uh, <laughs> for the builders and just score points with the buildings and get some awesome, cool, unique actions that no one else can do? Um, do I want to just go hog wild and use like a couple different you know worker types? Yeah. Like, you can get the train master tiles, you get the train point. There's just so many points, so many mechanics going on. It's, yeah, it's, I think it just edges out Mage Knight a little bit. Does it edge it out only in the deck builder list, or is it now your number two game of all time? Um, I think there's been a little shuffling in my top ten. Really? Not anything crazy. So the thing is, when we did my top ten, and that's in our episode one, Mm -hmm. you guys can listen to that, um... My number one through six were so close. Okay. Like, those six are in, like, way up there. And then my seven and eight are a little below it, but they're still... And then my, like, nine and ten were a little bit below that. Like, those two were really hard for me to... Okay. My one through six, I knew those six just were Just lock right in, yeah. So, and with that expansion, it just bumped it. I don't remember. Was Was this in your top ten, too? Yeah, it was, I think, my number uh, seven, six. Oh, okay, so it was. My okay. number six, yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, the expansion just rocketed up there. Well... Space shuttle. It did literally nothing for me, but... <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't use it. <laughs> you didn't, I didn't use it at all. Yeah, you didn't yeah. use it one bit, so... And I still came in, like, second. <laughs> I was still competitive. And I think that's cool about the expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just adds... I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's awesome, but... Uh, I still think I like Mombasa just a tad more than Great Western Trail, but they're real, real close. Really? Because the thing with... So Mage Knight... I know we're getting just, off topic, but we're just going to keep going with it. <laughs> it's falling into the depths now. Still in my top six. So it hasn't <laughs> fallen that. Those six, like I said, those six were so <clears throat> close. Like Right before we went in that top ten, I switched around two of my games just on a whim because I mm. felt like I liked that just a tad more at the time. So those ones are so close where it doesn't take much to bump one down and bump another one up. Great Western Trail is easier to get to the table. It's easier for people to play. You know, I can play it at two, three, and four, so it's a lot better that way. Not that you care, but I like Mubasa yeah. just a tad <laughs> more right now. And the reason I, is I think 
the bookkeeping is literally my favorite part of any board game. Like, <laughs> really? That is the my favorite thing to do in it, a it's, game. It's better than the dice or the dual-use cards in War of the Ring? Yeah. Really? I really like the amount of forethought. Like, we had talked, like, that comboed with how the card play works in Mubasa. Mm-hmm. The amount of strategy, forward thinking, and planning, and sometimes you screw up, sometimes you don't. When you pull it off, and I get to the end of that bookkeeping track, or even three-quarters of the way up there, it's so satisfying, it feels awesome, where it's like, I don't even care if I won, I feel like it was just a (laughs) monumental accomplishment doing that, so that's why I like it just a smidge better than Great Western Trail. Hmm. But yeah. Interesting. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but Hmm. I'm gushing a little bit, so... (laughs) But I think that is my favorite thing in any game is that bookkeeping okay. track comboed with how the card play works, the discard pile stuff. Babasa. All right, I'll draw us back in. Okay, so my number one is probably a huge surprise to you guys, but that is Legendary Marvel. So I know we talked about it before. Uh, Aaron, you discussed the. Legendary Encounter System, which is about the same thing, but uh, for me, it's the theme that really puts us over. So there's, it's the Marvel Universe in a deck-building card game, and there's so many expansions for it. You know, if you don't like Fantastic Four, if you like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you can play with that. I know we played more of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Ryan, because you like that movie better than any other one. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you can kind of mix and match however you want to fight your villains with your heroes and all sorts of stuff. So that's my number one. Hmm. Not the best legendary, but it'll do. Yeah, I like uh, (laughs) the encounters a lot better for gameplay. I like the theme better, too, but for gameplay, too, I like... I haven't played Predator. I want to try that. I'm excited to try that out. I really like the alien one. And that might have hit my list, but I only played it like once or twice. Yeah, it's been a while since I played that. But I really liked how that worked. It felt just, it actually felt like it had a theme. Right. Um, I just really enjoyed how that worked. Yeah. I don't really like the Marvel Legendary, but it's still good. And I can definitely see someone that's into Marvel to really get into it. Right. That likes. That's my number one. So my number one. These guys knew right from the (laughs) get-go. And I think you probably did, too. That is Clank in space. So Clank didn't make your list. Clank is basically there. So Clank, Clank in space. Right. Oh, you did time together? Yeah, they're pretty much... It's just one and, like, 1.5. Yeah. Everything about it, what we've already said, still really enjoy it. I don't really know if I should even really go into it a whole lot, but I really enjoy that you are moving around on this board and your card economies can be spent in different ways on the board or buying cards, things like that. So, yeah. My number one is the clanks. So do you want me to tell you which ones were super close? And the only reason why I didn't add these is because I felt there was, there's more than Too much just game. Yeah, you could call it that. There's more than just deck building in these games. 
saw these worker placement games, why weren't some of those scrabbled off if there's more than just just worker placement? Like, Dominant Species has more than just worker placement. Because this is my top ten deck builder list, so that was my criteria when I... Okay. <laughs> That's all I got for So, um, Great Western Trail, Clank, Mage Knight, and then one that was not mentioned, but it's been so long since we played it, was Tyrants of the Underdark. Mm-hmm. So yes, they do have a you know deck building in them, but so, that's so that's what my list was. I can on. see you leaving <laughs> off like with your criteria that you used, mm-hmm. like being super strict about it, like just to the T. Um, I can see you leaving off Mage Knight and Great Western Trail. I mm-hmm. don't see why you would leave off Clank or Tyrants of the Underdark based on your criteria. Those were the two that were close, but I. My thought. There's so my thought when I was listen, at all. I know, but when I when I thought about this, I was like, well, if I'm going to disqualify those two, if I put Tyrants in the Dark and Clank on there, they're going to give me shit about it. Which obviously it didn't matter, anyways. Oh no. But that was my list. I don't. Yeah, I I just don't see how you don't have Clank a deck building game on there. <laughs> It is actually a deck building game in the title. It says yeah. Clank a deck building adventure <laughs> yeah. game. I don't know what else you want me to say. <laughs> I'm just baffled. So, Cry Havoc, is that legal? Or is that? It's been so long since I've played it. I... So, it's probably canned. Uh, Clank in Space, I can't have that. Clank, I can't. Well, have. it was in my short list. So. Well, the two ones that I would legal, just. though. <laughs> City of Iron? Illegal placement. I. There's too much game. Can't have that. Uh, Dungeon Alliance, that'd be DQ'd because that's similar to Mage Knight. Altiplano. I like how you're not letting me respond. You're just <laughs> cutting me right off, so I can't even. <laughs> like, I got one legal game baseball highlights. Uh, nothing else, like, with your criteria, I don't think could have made your list. You can't argue Valley of the Kings, <laughs> you can't argue Dominion. So, my honorable mention, I had Mystic Veil, Tyrants of the Underdark, and Valley of the King. Those are kind of ones that were real close. Kind of just scrapping at the door. Um, What is... Well, Tim, you're really going to have to think because your list is so narrowed by this. But what is a deck builder that you've never played but you want to? So, one for me is a bag builder deck builder game, and that's Hyperborea. I'd like to try that one out. Um, What's one you guys... So I guess for me, I've played Star Realms, but I'd really like to try Hero Realms because it's a theme I would enjoy more, to answer your question. Um, especially with like the different packs of characters you can get. You can play as a cleric, and they're more about healing. Or you can play as a fighter, you know, etc. And there's an ex- there's a uh, campaign deck as well. That might be cool. Okay. I know, too... We've talked about Mystic Veil. I think the, it was on Kickstarter last year. I think it's called Edge of Darkness. That might be wrong, though. But that's another that same designer of Mystic Veil. It's mm. a second game. It's a card-crafting game. Okay. But it'd be DQ'd from his list because there's more game to it than Mystic Veil. There's actually like a city board, and you're doing uh, stuff out of gotcha. and stuff like that, I think. Gotcha. I think it's called Edge of Darkness, but... Uh, one that I haven't played, I guess, Ascension. I downloaded the app and played a little bit on that, but not very much. So I don't really have a feel for it. I know it's just kind of your, just kind of a basic deck builder with the, you know, 
fantasy theme. So that would probably be one that I'd be interested in checking out. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you'd probably discard both mine and Aaron's list. Uh, I would discard some of them and shuffle the rest. Okay. <laughs> draw back up. <laughs> draw back All right. So anyway, I was, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so that wraps up our top ten deck builder games. Do you have anything you want to shuffle out before we... Uh... I'm going to keep hammering that. Oh, my so. God. You got, you got anything else before we before we get out of here? Oh, yeah. We got some stuff. All right. Well, I like... Like, when I listen to Secret Cabal, I like their little short. I mean, we don't have questions from anyone, yeah. but... So I guess I would say is... I did do my 10 by 10 list. Did you really? You compiled it. Instead of doing it my way... Mm. It's got to be Tim's way. You know how he gets. Just listen to our last couple top tens. It's got to be done his way or it's no good. So I did make my list. Um, so I'll list mine. I don't know if you guys got yours ready. We can list them. I am surprised you did it because I, I thought you were completely well, you kept against. Saying I couldn't do it the way I wanted to. So. No, I said you could. Oh, you did. Okay. I had, I had a high fever last yeah, you episode. Were, I don't remember You were in rough shape. At all. <laughs> so... I guess we can list them now, and uh, basically, one of the episodes at the end of June or early July, we can kind of update halfway through the year, see how we're doing on okay. them, and then... Yeah, it's too bad we didn't start this earlier, but yeah. better late than never, right? So I got Blackout Hong Kong, Mage okay. Knight. Ooh, ten times for Mage Knight? I suppose you could play a lot solo, though. Yeah. I'm not skipping on my list. Here. No, I'm not I'm saying that. I'm not cheesebagging it. I'm, I know you're not cheesebagging it. i got a couple at the end. Yeah, but, no one is. <laughs> uh, Great Western Trail. Mombasa. Okay. Coimbra. Santa Maria. New Frontiers. Lost Cities. Fantasy Realms. And Bang the Dice Game. So I got three Fantasy? quick... So yeah. yeah, I got three, you know, quicker ones okay. on there, but I got some, some pretty beefcakes. That is, that's a meaty t- uh, ten by ten. That's a meat list. That is. A <laughs> that's good. That's pretty beefy. Uh, I don't think by any means I'm going to accomplish it, but uh, yeah. for you, Tim, and our listeners, I'll give it my best. Oh, for me, yes, and our listeners. So all three people out there, <laughs> my dad and uh, my mom, your mom and sometimes Aaron's mom, we're, <laughs> we're going to do everything we can for you guys to get this list done. <laughs> I hope he makes you proud, mom. Wow. <laughs> so after he- hearing that meaty list, did you revise yours at all? Or are you going to keep your abstract list? Uh, he's cutting all the fat. <laughs> I'm uh, working on it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll go over mine then. Let's uh, see if I can, we can come with a little compromise here. Really? Right. Let's come up with 20 then. No. 20 <laughs> by 10. <laughs> okay, so Marvel Legendary, Gloomhaven. Why'd you roll your eyes at that do one? one? Do you have enough scenarios left in Gloomhaven? What would, oh, would yeah. that be? Okay. I thought oh, yeah. that'd be kind of funny if, like, if I ran out of scenarios. You got through nine and you ran, like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll just play the stupid starting scenario again or something. <laughs> no, there's. I, okay, I'd have gotta, to look. But, okay, because what one guy commented, he said he played. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's. I mean, you can start over with new characters, right? And stuff too. There's there's a ton of game there. I, you know. So, moving on, uh, Skullville. Yeah. yeah, you pick a legacy game and it's not <laughs> ten scenarios, <laughs> right? 
Uh, Skullville is my third. Uh, Village. This War of Mine. Viticulture. Baseball Highlights 2045. King of Tokyo. Cosmic Encounter. And then my wild card. The one that I just picked up would be Root. Only because I want to see how it plays. Because I've heard that the more you play it, the better reward yeah. you get out of you it. You want the same four people so they understand how all the factions work. and Yeah, so that's that's one I want to try to get out at least ten times this year. And I think two... Like, I'll just critique you guys' list since no, oh yeah. I just want to. So I think two that are going to be hard... I'm just guessing that are going to be hard for you. Is Root will be hard to get 10 plays yep. in. Now, do you play this Warmind solo? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that's going to be hard otherwise, I think. No, I think that would that one would be easy because I can easily play it solo. Well, if you didn't play it solo or if you oh, if I didn't. Thing, no. I didn't know if you could for sure. No, I mean, you can really yeah. play any cooperative game solo if you really want. Right. You just take control of multiple people but yeah that's that's why i said root is my kind so of wild card yeah, that root was root the last that was the last one i put on my list <coughs> like i said it's one that i i want to try to get out multiple times over the next so you'll have like everything else done near the end of the year you'll have root played like four times so you'll just be playing four-handed yeah yeah <laughs> i'll make angela play with just me just to let like, someone <laughs> quick win real fast all right set it up again go again go again yeah <laughs> I think I think it's a pretty decent list, though. I'm excited. I'm Good. You should, I'm glad you're excited. All right, what do you got, Aaron? We're we're frothing to hear here. Mm-hmm. So I've made two adjustments to my okay, list. Okay, so you got rid of Clank and something else. Yeah, was well, what was his heavier game? So we got so we got Czar. Love that yeah. game, definitely. Okay. So one that. shorter game, yeah. abstractly shorter game. That's all right. I took out Gipf and replaced it with Raiders of the North Sea. Whoa, 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 whoa. This guy's going real. Whoa. This guy's big time now. Yeah. He is shooting to the moon now. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I still got Sagrada on there. Okay. I took out possibly the shortest game, Tides, Tides of, Madness. of Madness, Okay. and put Call to Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll be getting that I'll, soon. I'll laugh if it's delayed. Like, oh. it well, I'll just at the end of the year. customs like all year. No, it's already in the States. <laughs> Clank in Space still is on there. Longer one. It's a good deck builder. You got Architects of the West Kingdom. Hive. So that's the second. Third. Sagrada, Hive. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, okay. And Pyramids. Sorry. Okay. Photosynthesis. And Tokaido. Okay. So I'd say you got five and then five like shorter, but that's fine. That's that's you beefed up. Yeah, you hoped it. Proud of you. You really mm-hmm. don't really know how long <laughs> Call to Adventure is supposed to be. <laughs> but we'll find out. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we'll let you guys know later in the year how we're doing on those. Um, I'd like to ask, what is something you are burnt out on right now in the board game hobby? Whether it's theme, mechanic, type of game. Oh, that's easy. Whatever it may be. I got a game. I'm sure you're going to agree. That's uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very simple worker placement game. And for what it is, for me, we've played it a lot. I mean, just in general. So 
it's it's to the point now where you know we get it out and it's just uh, I I prefer to play a different game. I don't know that you know like a different yeah. rather play there's, Stone Age or something. Yeah, there's better worker placements out there. This there's, one's fine. There's I'm better not... intro worker placements. Yeah, and I know people love this one, but I think we've just played it out. Yeah, and it's I obviously love the IP. Yeah, but meh, it's it's themeless. But yeah, I right. Love the theme, love Dungeons Dragons. Kind of theme. Ooh, this I'm gonna put probably some heat on me. Maybe you'll agree, but uh, roll and write games. Yeah, um, so you're burnt out on them. Well, no. Here's the thing. So, I'll admit I haven't played one yet, other than Yahtzee. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Right. But there's, I mean, every company is putting a twist on a roll and write game with whatever game they already have, or they're trying to put a twist on it, which is it's great. You know, people love it. Maybe I'll like it when I try it. But it seems, you know, without even trying one, it's like. You're burnt yeah, out on just looking at them. I I don't know if I'd call it a burnout. But, but you're just apprehensive. You're kind of like, really? Enough. I'm the same way with you. I, I haven't tried one. Yeah, there's probably a couple out there. I'd try them. I'd probably enjoy them. I know it's something me and my wife could play and just bust out in 20 minutes yeah. or half an hour or whatever. But I want more game. Like, yeah, I, they're making them. They're cheap. They're easy. They're not hard to make, but it's... Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm just kind of like, really? Oh, another rolling one, right? Uh, what company's going to announce one next? Yeah. With what IP are they trickling off of to try to bring people in? Um, I didn't pick any game specifically. I mean, you guys already know, but Lovecraft, but hey. not necessarily Lovecraft. It's more specifically Cthulhu. Ah. He's just pasted, slap, you know, glue stick, liquid glue, <laughs> stick glue, wood glue. <laughs> Any kind of glue you got, cement, but he's on any game yeah. everywhere. It's just too much, too often. And there's a lot of other cool stuff in the mythos that you could focus on. It's just Cthulhu's like the most popular one, so they're yeah. putting it on everything. You know, if they did a specifically King and Yellow game, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I could see how that, you know, almost kind of in the same way with the rolling rights. Like, it, there's so many games out there with that. You just tire of it. Yeah, I can see know? that. I, I do enjoy it, but it's got to be a good game, obviously, for me to enjoy it. Right. But, yeah, they're, they're a ton. I do have one other, but I wanted to see if, Aaron, you had anything that you want to talk about first. I don't particularly care for the type of party games. And I've played them so many times in the past, especially before getting into games, really, that are the please-the-judge mechanic. Like... Oh, someone, yeah. Bust, <laughs> yeah. someone bust that out. I'm like, yeah, I'll play one. Like but, Cards Against Humanity? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah you, got like, you got a friend, you guys got like an inside joke, you know, you can just right. play with said card or whatever. I, I just don't really <coughs> care for that anymore. That's been played. I haven't played one in a long time, mm. but I have played enough to know that I don't want to play them anymore. Yeah. There's, just, a, sorry, there's a lot of better party filler games that I would much rather play. Definitely. <clears throat> well, I guess the last one I wanted to say was legacy games, and I know people are just amped up, going just bonkers for that mm -hmm. kind of stuff too, but half the problem for us is it's impossible for us to really play them because 
our group is so big and we can't get the same consistent people at the same time to finish it. But the ones I have played, I played Risk Legacy, eh, okay, I guess. Um, we played Pandemic Legacy Season 1, it was okay. You know, it's just as good as a regular Pandemic for me. I think it wasn't... The best part of those games is actually opening, like, the pouch or the thing of cards. Yeah. <clears throat> but... But it's still not it, that. Yeah, it's not, not that. I don't get hyped up about it anymore. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really care. It's fine that they come out. I know they draws people in and people get excited about it. And for people that can play it more, that's great. Yeah. But it just doesn't... I don't get excited when I hear Legacy now. Now I'm just like, well, I'll stay away from that one. You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, with Legacy, I don't get excited about them. But with the Clank Acquisitions Incorporated one, that could have been Legacy or not, and I still would have been very excited about it. But being that it's Legacy, I know I'll just play it with is there, my fiancé. Is there much info about that or not? Not really. Okay. I don't know how heavy on a Legacy it's going to... It basically just describes, like, oh, your cards and your decks and your board will change as you play. So it's basically uh, just saying it's a legacy game okay. in this series with this theme. If no one had anything else, I had one more question. If no one had anything else on this topic. Okay. Um, what is an IP you'd like to see or one you'd like to see done right for you? So for me, The Witcher. I really like the books. Video games are really good too. There was that Witcher adventure game, but it was pretty simplistic. So I played gotten the Witcher adventure game, which it wasn't a bad game, but it was pretty simplistic. It didn't really bring in the theme of the yeah. IP at all that I want. You know what I mean? What I remember most about the game, I wished that the story cards would have come out and helped the game come to life a little bit more. Because it was mostly just kind of a pick up and deliver. Mm-hmm. You're getting your stuff, your clues from one side, and you're taking them to another. And then... I think at one point when we were playing, I mean, we stopped even reading the story cards just because they were just kind of so generic and basic, and it, it just didn't yeah. didn't flow for us. It just kind of... So what I would kind of like to see done is you go to your Witcher school when you're a kid, and you grow up, be a Witcher, and then you're kind of competing with other Witchers to kill these monsters, collect bounties, and different things like that. I would, that's what kind of what I would like to see done with it. So would you like it kind of like the like how Descent is played? Maybe not with an overlord, but like that kind of style of game where you're moving No or, or what do you I really don't know, but I just like it where it's a competitive game and we are actually all playing different witchers and we're basically just trying to see who can accumulate I mean, that's not terribly thematic, but that's what witchers are, is they go and kill the bad monsters that are for people. Basically, who can accumulate the most money or gold type of thing. Another one I'd like to see is Batman. Um, Now, Batman Gotham City Chronicles, that's coming out by Monolith this year, I think. That was kickstarted last year. That might be what I'm looking for, but as of right now... There's no game that really captures Batman at all for me. It does anything. I really like Batman a lot. I like the Dark Knight movies, and I think it there should be able to be a good game about Batman. You know why? Mm. There's plenty there. Right. <clears throat> so I guess for me, unless you got more, 
Yeah, one more. Okay. Um, the last one is Harry Potter. I think focusing on the school part where you're kind of growing up, learning new spells, and you're competing in different events, like how they the one movie with the so where they play the uh, the Wizards Cup or whatever. I can't remember which movie that was. It's the third or fourth yeah. one, but. I thought that was really cool. Um, I just like them to focus on growing up as a wizard and the different aspects that go into it. So, with Bethesda, they, you know, got a couple of Fallout games that are board games. Yeah. And that's great and all. You know, Fallout's decent. <coughs> it's decent. And I've heard that the game wasn't that great. I don't know. Um but I think if you're like a big fan of Fallout, you would like, you really game, like you it, would, but other people typically yeah. don't. So right. Yeah. Whereas I like the Elder Scrolls theme a lot more, Skyrim, Morrowind, etc. And I'd like to see something in that IP. Uh, they've proven they can put out a game, and it's going to sell. It's Bethesda. I would like for them to do something in the Elder Scrolls and I not sh- I don't want to see like a dungeon crawl. I don't want to see that in it. There's that's been done so much. I'd almost like to see, you know, in Skyrim you can become jarls, like a jarl for a different city or the thane. I would like to see a game where you are working up the ranks in the cities it's or something okay. like that competitively. <clears throat> that that's what I got. Okay. I don't know if that would be like a worker placement or what, but do it. Do you think the reason they didn't do Skyrim and they did Fall is because there's so many games kind of with that theme in the fantasy theme? Well, there's, compared to there's a bunch of post-apocalyptic games, too. I don't, I don't think near the well, number. Not, as, not many, as many as, yeah. It's fantasy, but... I don't know if maybe Fallout's just a bigger success for them i think though more board gamers that would be more into oblivion or skyrim than mm-hmm. fallout though right because that fantasy appeals more yeah. to tabletop games rpg you know than yeah fallout would I, I yeah i don't have a preference either way i i played i think if you make a good game you make it yeah game. exactly yeah, if it's exactly. good it's gonna be good you know Regardless, so. like I said, I don't want another dungeon crawl. Yeah, I want you to take that yeah. IP and make something cool out of it. Yeah, the Mage Knight already captured the dungeon crawl and aced it, so there's nothing really there. <laughs> nowhere to prove there. But to your point, it would sell a lot. Yeah, if they put, even if it was just kids glue stick on <laughs> as far as a theme, it would it would sell like hotcakes. I'm sure. Yeah. Definitely. That being said, I don't want them to just do that, though, yeah. and make a crap game. I want a good game with that theme. Yeah. I'd also like some better D&D games. There's some good ones out there, you know, but I want some real mm-hmm. good ones. I yeah. Just... Yeah, because, like, you know, the D&D adventure games, they're fine. Yeah. They're okay. Or, yeah, they're okay. I'm not, I'm not huge on them, but... If they could add more to where you're like leveling up, there wasn't any like, of that. No, there wasn't at all. Hated. You leveled up, but you flip your card over. Yeah, if you like, roll, oh, I get a, a plus. <laughs> like my armor is fourteen yeah, yeah. instead of thirteen. Leveled up. 
I really, <laughs> I really feel like I really leveled up. Yeah. But that's only if you roll a natural twenty when attacking or however. Yeah. Right. So it rarely happened. But if they could actually do it, where almost like a descent style, descent Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven, like that kind of yeah, thing with D and D, just I'd be sauce dog and yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> where you could like build yourself up and or like know, they did something like that with, with Skyrim. I mean, I know you don't want away. that dungeon crawly type thing, but that'd be awesome. You know, maybe if they did it right. Yeah, yeah. I I just can't believe there's not a good Batman for me. A good <laughs> Batman game. Out. I mean, that one coming out might be it. Yeah, that's like your superhero, huh? Yeah, that's the one that I actually really get into and mm-hmm. really enjoy, like the story of him and how yeah. just all of it, you know. Well, you know, it's easily the best. I mean, really, other than, at least for me, other than like Marvel, Legendary, there's not really that many. And that's not even like, like, that's a good game, but it's not even thematic either yeah, obviously we want yeah, yeah we want to feel theme and to be a good game but but yeah as far as like a superhero themed game you're right there's not ones like that like the dungeon crawls that we'd like to see you know you could be like batman fighting through the city which yeah it could be a one versus many game where uh, a bunch of heroes or the villain or a bunch uh, of villains and batman you imagine if uh level seven Omega Protocol, like the bad Batman, guy. He's feeding off the fear of the villains, and oh, see, I was thinking the opposite way. You're okay. the Joker, and you're feeding off the yeah. fear of like Batman and Robin, and you know, I think both ways would be really good. See, that yeah. would be awesome. I think either one could work great because <laughs> you got Batman where he's he's scaring the crap out of these goony goons, and like he's feeding off their fear, getting more powerful, doing yeah. The only thing that might stumble is because when you play the overlord you're basically just throwing crummy aliens at him yeah that's true so it might be kind of hard to make it seem like batman's getting his ass kicked for half the game yeah you can have his little cronies <laughs> come in like catwoman or robin or they could just get but yeah yeah I, I know what you're saying that's that's why i think it might fit maybe a little better and maybe each and maybe it's not just the joker that's yeah, the you overlord you have different villains that you can plug in and play as the overlord yeah, so maybe expansions you just got you plug your different villain in and you start your plan man <laughs> yeah. that's my pick I, I, I want i want level seven to be like a batman theme yeah there you go that would work so perfect too you feed off the fear and oh yeah definitely the joker would be really good i mean they all would the joker would be really good because just little, little, just little cronies running. Yeah, you're just tossing them around, beating them up. Yeah, even even like Scarecrow, because he does a lot of like mind games. mind games and screwing with you, poisoning yeah. people, and so yours changed to Batman. <laughs> I didn't really have oh, didn't, one, didn't have but one. that that would it be became mine. one. <laughs> that that is mine now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Specifically with the level seven game system. What is a game that you really enjoyed, or you didn't enjoy, but if one thing was changed, would greatly enhance your enjoyment of the game? Um, do your house rule it if you can. So, a couple that come to mind for me is Prodigal's Club. I would change how they did the game setup in the rule book. Yeah, it just it was a cluster junk. The rest of the rule book is good. Um, so the one I really thought about was Lorenzo Il Magnifico, and I know neither of you have played this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 
dice worker placement in an engine building game. Basically what that is. And in the two-player game, first off, I'll say the rule book that you have these leaders, which basically give you little bonuses and this and that, and they don't have them alphabetized, the names. So you're looking through this right, really? sheet, and there's no rhyme or reason for how they're ordered. It's just ram-jammed. Like, why? Like, what is going on here? Why yeah, yeah. am I looking for this name, and i got to scan the whole sheet? And then I got the expansion, which gives another sheet of it that's not alphabetical. So that's incredibly obnoxious, and I don't know why they didn't do that. But with gameplay, is there's these, it's called the harvest and production area. That's where you have two different engines that you build during the game. There's basically two different engines you can build. Okay. And in both areas in the two-player game, you cover up the spots that you can use in, with more players. So each person can put one dice in the harvest area and run their harvest engine. No one else can go there in a two-player game. Whereas in the multiplayer game, you could go there, but your die, let's say your dice is a four. It then becomes a one. You could spend these servants to increase the die value. Because basically, to take an action on certain spots, your die value has to be a certain number. Hmm. You could spend servants to increase your die value. The other thing with the engine is, let's say I have four cards that I can activate with my engine. One card only activates if my die value is a four. One activates if it's a five. One activates if it's a two. So you want your die value to be higher so you can activate all your cards. So the annoying thing is... This is an engine building game, and only one person can go to this spot, and it's blocked out for the whole round. And I can't remember, I think there's four, maybe six. I can't remember how many rounds there is. Mm. But I'm blocked out of that the whole round. I'm doing this engine building. I want to run my engine. Mm-hmm. So we, me and my wife left it open where the minus three to your dice, you can still use that spot, but you are penalized because you have a minus three to your dice value. So we just didn't cover up that spot in a two-player game, which it tells you to do. Okay. So, and both harvest and production work similarly in that fashion. So that way, we can still take this action, which is kind of the fun of the game. Mm-hmm. We're penalized for it, so we do have to pay and compensate for it. So right. that's one thing that I enjoy the game a lot more playing it that way now. With, and I kind of read online that that's what a lot of people do to house rule it. Okay. So that's just something that I've done. And that's definitely increase my enjoyment of the game now for the two-player mm-hmm. i haven't played it with more yet so i think that i really like this game but i'd like it even more if i got to play it and it's called to adventure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shoe on that the... usually it's me and you that are doing it and he's doing it to yeah, himself he's, oh yeah he's duffel dog and yeah. he's getting sauce <laughs> Well, you know, can't wait it's, to review it. Yeah, it's gonna get like lost in the mail or yeah. something, or just damaged. Oh, he won't receive yeah. his copy; it'll destroy his. 10 it'll by be 10. like Mystic Veil, vale, a little hot box, and just <laughs> melt. Yeah, it'll melt in the middle of February. <laughs> it's it pretty hot. Well, it's gonna get caught up somewhere in customs, so that's you're not gonna get it till midsummer. Yeah. So realistically, though, I I've. Going into Raiders of the North Sea, which I actually haven't played, but reading the rules, one thing I think I might do differently just looking at the rules is in the beginning, you everyone gets a hand of um, civilians, essentially. People you're going to be putting into your 
team to be fighters for you when you go out and raid. Okay. You get five cards, everyone gets five cards, and then you pick three to keep and discard two. Just looking at that, I know I'm going to want to draft them. Oh, yeah. Instead does of it, just pick three. Does it give it as like a variant at the end of the rule book or no? No. Okay. Not that I saw, okay. anyways. But, yeah, it... You want to minimize the luck of like the draw type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in Architects of the West Kingdom, you draft your building cards in the beginning. I think you should draft the uh, yeah. the people you get to. Now, is it something that you're going to play once and then make that decision? I'll play it the normal way. Yeah, because I do think you gotta give you, it a chance. You, you play it the normal, and then you decide. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just look. Like I said, I just, just read the read rules. It, you're thinking that that's something that you're gonna want to change. Yeah. yeah, I just like that little draft in some yeah. games like that. Um, the terraforming Mars, the drafting is that a variant in the back of the rulebook, or is that just? Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they do, and most people do play that way. Okay. Actually, but that's not the way. It, you know, it's a variant, and yeah, I think that's the best way to. Definitely. Play that, for mm-hmm. sure. Anybody that's mentioned this game, they've always talked about house ruling it, but that was Zombicide. Oh, yeah. So I didn't even put this on there because... Yeah, because it's... <clears throat> so, I, I can't believe they did it. So the rule is, when you fire into location, so if one of your teammates shares a spot with a zombie, when you fire into that location, you have to assign a hit to your teammate mm. first, and then the zombies... <laughs> Why? Just I mean, I get it, it's a crowd of zombies, but why would you even do that? I mean, just shoot, you're aiming at the zombies, just hit the zombies. <laughs> so we've always house-ruled it that way. And if I remember right, Zombicide Black Plague fixed that, just completely took that out of there. Gotcha. So that, that would be one that sticks out the most. I don't even see why that was a rule. Oh, it's just dumb. So yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't aim! Boom! Hit my own back! <laughs> I'm all stressed out. Yeah, like, it's just <laughs> stupid. Like, a dumb thing to do, but better would have been roll to see if you hit your guy or right. something like that. But it just auto-hit him. Yeah, it was like an auto-hit. Like, if you hit somebody, it was just yeah, instant garbage. Yeah. So I, I do have one more uh, kind of interesting thing. We could do a little dual-win games. Bracketology, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's something so genuine. <laughs> Well, at least in this, I would have some kind of bearing of, with, like, the March Madness oh, and stuff. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, those I'd... are the kind of people that get, <laughs> win half the time. Right. So many upsets. <laughs> so, what this is, I saw one of our local game stores, the Game Capital, they posted their March Madness brackets. Hmm. So, I have it printed off right here. So, they have it split up in the four regions. They have social party games, strategy games, Family, kids, games, and thematic games. Okay. So there's going to be four regions. Yep. Each region has 16 teams in it. Correct. Making a total of thir- or 64 teams in all. Correct. So in the strategy game bracket, who do you think would be the top seed? The number one seed? Well, in the strategy one, it'd have to be Gloomhaven because it's the number one yep. game on. It is. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little shocked at the number 16th ranked game. For strategy. For strategy. Terraforming Mars. Okay. That's that's really low, isn't it? Well, depends on what they go by. Like, if you look on Board Game Geek, some of that stuff doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it's ranking. It's it's ranked kind of high, isn't it, though? 
like I don't know if this is an example, but it's something similar uh, similar to this. Like through the ages is the number four ranked game. Yeah. And then it's the number seven ranked strategy game. It's like <laughs> right. doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so I I would be kind of curious how they yeah placed them. So oh, you want me to just highlight a couple of them, or you want me to yeah, just go through some through? Uh, some matchups that you find interesting? Um, so Gaia Project and Twilight Imperium. Well, do we think a 16 is going to be the one there with Gloomhaven and Twilight Mars? I, I doubt it. I think so, because I think more people know about and play Terraforming Mars. I think it's more accessible. Yeah. It is. That's, I think, I, I didn't look at the other ones yet. Well, how are they picking the winners here? I'm not sure. but i i do i i I agree with you guys that that probably could be the big upset yeah but gloomhaven the people that love and play gloomhaven they well they they don't get like extra votes just because they love it no (laughs) just because the the bigger box they don't get more votes yeah right so where's War of the Ring on here? War of the Ring, I don't <laughs> see it. That must be a thematic bracket then. Okay, I'll wait. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Family game, maybe? So what was that? Uh, Gaia Project and Twilight Imperium, a 5 and a 12. So are we voting on which game we like more, or which game we think has more strategy, or which, like a mix? Well, let's fill it out by which we think is the better game. Okay. I think that's how... Personally, what we feel yeah. is a better game. And, like, say, we have three votes, and then, you know... So, the first one, Gloomhaven, Terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars? Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy for me, because I never played Gloomhaven, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, eight and nine seeds are Scythe and Architects of the West Kingdom. Mm. Now, I know you guys are going to vote for Architects. I'd vote for Scythe, but... I think that architects would take it just because they have the cult of the new. It's a lot newer. Newer than Scythe, but <clears throat> but there are diehard really, Scythe people fans. People love Scythe, though. It's kind of like that terraforming Mars thing. People really right are still playing it mm-hmm. a few years after it's been released. And like the rise of Fenris helped with that a lot. Yeah, that, that's a good matchup. Yeah, it is. So uh, what are you guys going with? I would vote architects. You got to break it. I know that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> But for me, I, I guess I would go with Architects. Okay. Because I'm not filling this out based on what I think is actually going to happen. We're doing this based off our opinion. Yeah. We're not trying to win no, money. No, we're just doing, we're <laughs> just doing <laughs> what we, we vote. It's our brackets. So right. What, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I guess if you, you could turn them in and whoever, however they decide the winner, whoever has the best bracket, they win like a $25 gift card or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so Gaia Project and Twilight Imperium. That is a 5 versus 12 seed. I'm going to go Twilight Imperium. Never played Gaia Project. Yeah, I need to play Gaia Project again one or two more times to get a lot better feel. Mm-hmm. So after first one play, first impression of that, I like Twilight Imperium better. I would agree. Great Western Trail. Great Western Trail. Yeah. <laughs> a Feast yes. for Odin. Yep, Great yep. Western Trail. Charterstone and Seven Wonders Duel. Seven, Seven Wonders, Wonders Duel. Yeah. Dim don't get opinions anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is three? Elysium, Spirit Island. Spirit Island. Yeah, yeah I, I like I Elysium. I like, but... Yeah, it's one that just doesn't get played. It right. should, but it doesn't. Above and Below in Istanbul. 
I've only played Istanbul. Above and below. I would say above and below. Rising Sun and Role Player. That's a that's that, a tough. That's one. a two versus a fifteen. I'm surprised Rising Sun's a two. Oh, it's right up there with Gloomhaven, huh? I know. Um, I would say Rising Sun. I like Role Player better with the expansion. So it's up to me. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think Role Player is going to make a deep run in this? I'm just picking on that matchup. <laughs> I'm not worried about a deep run. <laughs> yeah, I'd pick role player with the expansion. I know that hurts you, Tim. <laughs> it kind of did. I'm writing it, though. I like role player a lot, but that's just that's a tough matchup. So on to thematic games. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if your game's on there. <laughs> Betrayal Legacy versus Betrayal at House on the Hill. All right, neither one, so the next one. <laughs> Can we leave an empty space? Yeah, just leave it empty. Someone else is going to get an auto win. Just write Betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cross it out because we know it loses this next game, whichever one won. Right. This, that was but, 1 in 16? Yeah. Here's, right. here's another ringer. Mansions of Madness and Talisman. Never played either, but Masters of Madness. Oh, Especially second Talisman, edition. So. I know that was... That one got a lot of buzz. Talisman is thematic, huh? Because all you do is roll and move in that game, and I'm not sure I want random know. stuff happens. Zombicide Black Plague versus Dead of Winter Long Night. Dead of Winter. Yeah, Dead yeah. of Winter for sure. <laughs> I think the hype around Black Plague is probably bigger, but... I don't know. I mean, it's a huge Kickstarter, but I yeah. There's a lot of hype around. Well, Dead of Winter's calmed down now. When it first came out, yeah, it was. But people now, were just going nuts. Yeah, now people have. They still like it, but they've cooled significantly. <clears throat> Captain Sonar versus Arkham Horror: The Card Game. Haven't played either, but I'd rather play Captain Sonar. <laughs> I was. That's the submarine. <coughs> yeah, the yeah submarine. That, that one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Descent, Journeys in the Dark, or Time Stories? Time Stories. <laughs> I would say probably Time Stories. Oh. <laughs> I'd, prefer, descent? I'd prefer Descent, but... Then why don't you pick Descent? If I'm going to pick... Well, we're picking we're what picking we this, We're picking this matchup. We're not picking a you, deep run. <laughs> he was talking about a deep run with Scythe and Architects. And he picked well, the game he liked more. Yeah, I did. Pick, I mean, I'll, I'll write the I'll, game you like more. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> so we're going with the scent. I mean, I pick the scent. Okay. I, I hated time stories. Sherlock Holmes: The Fame Murders, which is the, um, the consulting detective, or uh, Star Wars: Imperial Assault. Sherlock Holmes. I've played that one. <laughs> I'm going to pick the other one just because I think I'd like Imperial Assault more, even though I haven't played it. <laughs> I'll go Star Wars. Really? Have you played it? No. But J- Jack had it set up on the table, and then he... Remember? So we were really close. <laughs> Cosmic Encounter or Eldritch Horror? Cosmic. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with that, too. Dragonfire and Unlock. Was Dragonfire the one we had that demo? Yeah, the one-turn demo. Yeah, I'm not not picking. I don't like Unlock at all, but I'm picking that over Dragonfire. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll just highlight a couple ones over on the Family Kids. 
Villainous and Sheriff Nottingham. That's yeah. that's the sixteen that I think is going to knock off the one. Sheriff of Nottingham is a I, sixteen seed. I didn't put them. That's why we need to be on the committee for family games. Yeah. I guess for family games maybe, but it's. Oh, Oregon Trail's on there against Splendor. Splendor. Splendor, yeah, one thousand percent. <laughs> Sagrada and Flux. Sagrada. Sagrada. I <laughs> um, social party. Some of the highlights there would be, well, deception, murder in Hong Kong against the resistance. I did like deception. Yeah. We only played it that just the one time. Yeah, there. yeah, we did play it twice, didn't we? So My you're opinion. telling me one of these thematic or strategy games is going to go against one of the family and in the in the championship? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. For us. For us, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I would have... If I was on the committee, I would have... I think you mix it up. You put a family game up against a strategy game, and yeah. <clears throat> well, I think you can have them together, but you do, like, thematic and strategy <laughs> on different sides. So you do, like, thematic... Well, you just mix everything up. Just mix everything? Yeah, just mix bag and all. I guess if people are interested, I did share it on our Facebook page. And there's actually two brackets. They have, like, a mature bracket, and then they have a family bracket. So some of those social party games. Let's do the strategy games. Let's finish out that You want to finish that up? See who wins. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling I know who's going to come out of the bottom half of the bracket, but I'm interested for the top half. That's pretty tough. Four teams. <laughs> okay. So then if we're going to go through our strategy, we have um, – Terraforming Mars against Architects of the West Kingdom. Go Mars. I go Mars. Yeah, it's tough, but I think I I would as well. I don't know that one was good. I don't know how you guys would go on that one. They're that, both really that one's, good. That games. one's really close. But They're yeah. both really good games for really different reasons. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, Twilight Imperium against Great Western Trail. Great Trail Western Dog. Trail. Yeah. Seven wonder. We can just so spirit. Yeah, spirit. Okay, I just want to. <laughs> I mean, I think we can just put it right there. It's going to be about what role player or above and below. So yeah. role player is probably going to go here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Spirit Island is going to be <laughs> going up against either. So that that's that's a good matchup at the that's top. A, that's a really good matchup. Terraforming Mars and Great Western Trail. Great Western I Trail. think. I mean. To normal people in the public, I think it's a good. I mean, Mars would win, but it's still a good matchup because they're both top ten. On yeah, those are BGG. They're both ringers. Mm-hmm. I would go Trail, but I think Aaron's going Mars, and Tim, I think, is squeaking Mars, but I'm not sure. That's my. That's <laughs> well, just what my do you, guess. What are you picking? Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not like a Great Western Trail <laughs> reference. That it's so tough to compare these. Terraforming Mars. I'm just gonna say Terraforming Mars. All right, but that—that's the matchup of the. <clears throat> that's a good. That's that the matchup really of the matchup. tournament. Yeah. Now this one is Spirit Island or Terraforming. I'll let you guys go first because I gotta think. <laughs> I think I'm more in the mood to play Terraforming Mars more, more often. often. Yeah. So that's what you're going with. Yeah. The mood. Well, it's it's, mood rings. It, it, it's a little lighter. I like the engine building, <coughs> and I like co-ops in Spirit Islands. Uh, great co-op. I she, think she going Spirit Island. No. I'm 
going... If what me and Tim talked about, they fixed that in Terraforming Mars, I would pick it, but I'm going Spirit Island because of the... You could just really hammer on someone's plants a lot. That's the reason. It's not a great reason. That's He's swinging Tim's vote now. But <laughs> no, because that, that's super, exactly what I was it's thinking of. super close, though. Because like, when I'm playing Spirit Island, and I'm actually in the mood for it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But you're not always in the mood for it, you know? Right. The thing. I, I'm going to keep riding Terraforming Mars. Hey, look at that. <laughs> I'm going to keep riding it. So, yeah, if you're interested in checking more of that out, you can see it on our Facebook page. We shared it there. Or you can check it on the Game Capitals page as well, I believe. So, um, I don't think anyone has anything else, do they? Nope. No. So, all right, listeners, if you want to get in touch with us and ask us something, and maybe we will pose your question on the show, you can email us at dualwingames at gmail.com. Also, if you are on Board Game Geek, join our guild. That is boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash 3471. Do that and tell us how right or how wrong our top tens are. Uh, let us know what you think about Tim's, uh, basically his strict thinking on this deck builder list. Yes, my deck builder list compared to... So, do some of my games, minor Aaron's games qualify or not? Uh, let us know. Uh, what are some of your favorite ones we'd like to hear? Or just join in on our other conversations there. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dual Win Games. And please rate and review our show on whatever platform you're listening on. So, Tim, we'd like to hear what's coming up on the next episode of Dual Win Games. Next week on Table Talk, we discuss what influences you when you buy a game. We review Dinogenics and Clank in Space, and we go over our top 10 area control games. 